0: It's free talk live. You dial toll free to join us here. If you want to get on the radio with us, you can talk about whatever happens to be on your mind. Our toll free number is 855 450 free, like freedom. That's 855 450 3733. We do have the Discord on air call in line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. So jump into one of those. You'll sound almost like you're sitting here in the studio uh, tonight as you join us to talk about. Whatever you want to discuss, so of course there's a lot in the news that we could be discussing here tonight. Your calls and thoughts are certainly welcome. On the way, we're going to be discussing the sanctuary gun counties, as I understand it, and Second Laurel.
1: Amendment sanctuaries.
0: Yeah, uh, which is very, very interesting. Uh, which I want to discuss because we we touched on it previously when Sarah, actually from New Mexico, had called in to complain about this mm-hmm. happening. Uh, she had complained that uh, sheriffs across New Mexico, and she said like twenty nine out of thirty something. So twenty
1: nine out of thirty counties. Yeah, that's about
0: Super right. majority of them. Uh, were refusing to enforce the new laws that the uh, New Mexico legislature had, had put on the books. Mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly what they were. It might have been like the red flag thing or whatever the new gun control uh, ideas were, old new ideas, uh, were out in New Mexico. And she was frustrated because these sheriffs were refusing, like coming on the record, refusing to enforce... Uh, these laws and And this is
1: happening all across the country
0: that I did not know that's what that's the new information that you've Uh you've brought me tonight is that this is a thing it wasn't just a a pushback in in New Mexico Mm -hmm. so you've been following this Laurel
1: it's basically an organized rebellion a lot of newspapers are calling it a rebellion Mm -hmm. and it is local sheriffs and local elected officials in counties so far some of the the places where this is happening are Washington State Oregon Colorado, Illinois, New Mexico, North Carolina, and it's spreading. More and more places are starting to do this. And it's local police are basically, in a lot of cases, asking the people to put this to a vote to give them permission as the police not to enforce recently passed uh, gun laws in their state. Hmm. And it almost doesn't matter. Almost. Which laws it is that they're protesting because it's going to vary a little bit by state, and there's right. some red flag laws in a few places. They're not refusing to enforce all gun laws whatsoever, mm-hmm. just the ones that they find more restrictive. For example, in some places, they've raised the age where you can own a firearm from 18 to 21. Oh, so in some of those places, the police are saying we are not going to confiscate guns
0: if we see somebody with a gun, we think they're 18, under 21, or 20. yeah. we're not going to ask them any questions. Nope. Okay, they're
1: saying they're not going to enforce it.
0: Well, I, I love this. I'm glad to see that it's uh, that it's happening, and glad to see that it's spreading. I mean, I I wish it would have happened sooner and on other issues, like you know the war on drugs, for instance. Uh, but you know, the, these sheriffs, they a lot of them obviously understand the right to bear arms. Mm-hmm. Many of them, uh, whereas maybe they don't understand other rights, <laughs> like the right to bear plants, uh, mm-hmm. for instance. But uh, regardless, it's it's good to hear it happening. Um, and I think it's an interesting counterpoint, or if you want to even say counterpoint, it's also, I think, uh, complementary to, in a way, to the sanctuary city uh, for immigration purposes. It's modeled after counties. that,
1: and that's why they're calling them sanctuaries. They're modeling them after the immigration sanctuaries. So the thing that they have in common, even though one is more of a conservative, if you will, and the other is more of a leftist type of thing, the thing that they have in common is both of them are— Rebelling against overcentralization, mm-hmm. they're saying we want our laws at the local level. We want to do what we, as our community, want to do. So that's something that, they or at have least to come what the
0: sheriff do. wants to do. In that well, case. the communities
1: are backing them up.
0: Okay, well, yeah. not all of them have had a vote on this, right? right? This is just the sheriff. I mean, the sheriff's an elected position, so you could look at it from that perspective of well, if they, the community doesn't like it, they can just boot this person out and put in somebody who is promising to enforce the the laws.
1: Well, in a lot of these places, they are organizing this in advance of the new gun laws taking effect mm-hmm. so they're planning ahead and they're so the sheriffs ready.
0: are announcing saying we're these laws are coming but we're not going to enforce them
1: they're announcing uh, please pass something so that we don't have to enforce it
0: please not pass it because we're talking about new well laws they're that...
1: asking but they're asking the local uh the local city councils mm-hmm uh, and the county government to please pass something or have put it up to a local vote. So they're appealing to the local areas.
0: So are you, so you mentioned Washington State was one of the states where this is going on. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm guessing this is sort of like the rural pushback against the cities, essentially, yes. because a lot of these you know, laws that, uh, gun control laws, for instance, are going to come from the urbanized city areas where there's more lefty uh, politicians. There's a higher uh, percentage of Uh, anti-gun people who would Mm -hmm. vote and of course those people tend to have a lot more sway just because of the population of those areas in state legislatures so they're saying look we're not being represented in the state legislature we don't think it's uh it's fair you're you're stepping on our rights Mm -hmm. you know you city people you can do whatever you want to do but uh, out here in the woods, uh, which is probably the supermajority of Washington state, uh-huh. even though it wouldn't be the supermajority of the population necessarily of Washington state, uh, saying this is our way of saying no. And uh, I wonder who is who who did this first? I mean, which which sheriff really gets credit for being the first to kind of step out of line? I'm uh, not here, sure, so but
1: they uh, I, I'm i pretty sure that this. I'm pretty yeah, sure that uh, we wish. Washington, Oregon, um, New Mexico, and Illinois went first. Mm-hmm. So those are the first ones. And then other places are following suit. So and, some of
0: the, the least gun-friendly states. Exactly. Uh, Illinois is particularly bad.
1: So they have been communicating with each other. They've been sharing drafts of bills that they want passed in the local elections. So there's there's been a lot of organization behind mm-hmm. it. Hmm. This is not just everybody acting independently this everybody wants to do it independently but they are organizing with each other
2: I mean, what's interesting is the name I brought up is the name of somebody who was, what, gunning-to-be sheriff at one point. I mean, he was just a local officer, right, as as an activist, when he was an activist.
0: I'm not sure what you're referring to. Brad Jardis. Oh, Brad Jardis. Uh, no, Brad was Kind a... of an
2: unfortunate story with, with his mental health, but—
0: Yeah, Brad was a 10-, uh, 11-year kind of uh, veteran, if you will, of the—I think it was Epping, New Hampshire Police mm-hmm. Department, so over close to Manchester. He was, you know— by all indicators a successful cop right like mm-hmm. he was uh, he was a cop for ten years they didn't fire him and uh, he came out against the war on drugs as just a just an officer I don't think he had attained right. any kind of rank uh, but came out against the war on drugs and was targeted by the other officers in the department for harassment uh, you know doing things like drawing pictures of him that were not flattering and you know drawing things mm-hmm. on his car. At, Uh, at work. And ultimately, they tried to get him dismissed, uh, to get him fired from the department over this. The uh, Liberty community came out to support him at that firing meeting where they they have to have like a hearing that's open to the public uh, to attend. I think the police had uh, anti- uh, Brad shirts on, I think, it, or like some kind of anti rat shirt or something. I forget what right. the. There was like this intimidating shirt uh, that one of the cops wore. That Real wasn't...
2: representative of the thin blue line yeah. before that was, well, right. became a big thing. He had In broken. A very, yeah. Well, the he thin. he broken the thin blue line. Right. He'd broken it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, I mean that's been that a big symbol, thing. That gang symbol that they've come up with since was right. not really a big gang symbol at the time.
0: Oh, no, no, no. That's been around for a long time. It's just you became conscious of it at a certain point.
2: Well, it began to become popular at a certain point.
0: No, it was you became conscious of it. So that, that symbol existed for much longer than we've been talking about it on, on Free Talk Live. Well, yeah, but, but it, wasn't on every, it wasn't on
2: everybody's, you know, in their dog's car on the back of their car as a sticker. I think it was. And you it just wasn't didn't flags notice. Dude, the it's flags so are pervasive new. now. The flags are new. Yeah. I'll give you that. But well, I mean, that's it, it kind of became a flag and a sticker at the same time for the most part.
0: I don't think so. Um, I think that's one of those things, like where you get a new where you get a new car, and then all of all of a sudden you see it driving. You know that same model when you're pregnant, everybody's pregnant. Yeah, same thing. When once you see the thin blue line symbol, then all of a sudden you notice it everywhere because it's prolific.
2: Mm -hmm. I'm gonna ask if
0: you don't know what the thin blue line symbol is, it doesn't. You know, it's not outstanding. It doesn't pop. You know, it's blue. It's dark blue against a black background. Are you familiar with the symbol? I've seen it. Okay. Do you remember the first time you saw it?
2: No. Well, the reason why I brought him up is he had made this whole thing about um, the sheriffs being able to set laws mm-hmm. and to be able to, to uh, you know, do that.
1: To be clear, the sheriffs are not doing this on their own. They are getting permission from the people.
2: So there was a spike in popularity in like 2015, uh, 2016. I mean, it was not huge back when the trend started.
0: There's more coming up here. 855-450-FREE. Like Freedom, it's Free Talk Live. <laughs> Free Talk Live, you dial toll-free if you want to join us here. Our number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Bitcoin.com is your premier source for everything Bitcoin-related, whether it's getting the latest news headlines or engaging with the community on the Bitcoin Forum or playing games with your Bitcoin. You can do that over at Bitcoin.com. And uh, I heard they're doing a revamp on their game section to expand the options that are already available. Bitcoin.com can also help you choose your Bitcoin wallet, buy Bitcoin, and show you where you can spend your Bitcoin. And if you're brand new to Bitcoin, there's no better place to go. They've got a Bitcoin Academy there. Bitcoin.com, it's, uh, again, it's a lot of it. All, all of the, Not I'm going to say all the stuff because buying Bitcoin isn't free, but a whole lot of the site is, is free. So go and check it out at Bitcoin.com. Some good information there.
2: So Google kind of vindicated me a little bit here about this thin blue line. Okay. So the flag, according to trends.google.com. So I I went in and I, I searched thin blue line first and then I wasn't figuring that out. And then I realized, oh, I need to probably search specifically for information about the thin blue line flag. And what I've realized from looking at those trends was that that started to become a thing in 2014, but really didn't start spiking until the summer of 2016. When it started getting huge. So, uh, you know, and I would say, yeah, I'm I'm totally with you. The thin blue line as a concept has been around since the movie Serpico, which is like 70s or something like that. But uh, the actual, that symbol, that black field with the blue line on it, the graphic, Mm -hmm. didn't really start to become a thing until that flag started to become a thing. And then you started seeing the thin blue line everywhere. Well, by th- I think the stickers started before the flag. The for stickers a while. were many years before yeah. the flag.
0: But they I mean- were things that they they were worn by or put on their vehicles by family right. members of cops yeah. and cops. Yeah. And it's a little indicator that yep. says I'm one of you.
2: But before it used to be more popular to put that fraternal order of police sticker, which was a little shield.
0: Mm-hmm, that's that
2: right. that used to be more popular than the thin blue line. That's kind of gone away, and now people are just going with the gang symbol. Mm-hmm. But I think you know when we were talking to this uh, guy who I'm talking about, this Brad Jardis, who was a police officer. I don't think that the thin blue line was as big of a deal because this is you know we're talking about uh, whatever around like 2010 ish. You know somewhere around there. And um, that's, uh, you know, that's when I'm talking about him, you know, and he was talking about this plan where he he really had this belief that the sheriffs could, um, you know, have massive influence over the law and that the sheriffs would be more likely to use their discretion. Well, it's
0: a common patriot belief, the idea of having... Uh the you know, the good patriot sheriff who actually uses his discretion and doesn't enforce bad laws. Right. And and honestly it would be nice to have more conscientious people. What's the name uh, of that
2: old cop show? The the uh... <laughs> Which one? There's like a thousand. No, so, the yeah. one that everybody <laughs> talks about you know when they one. talk about like a, it's like a fifties cop. Not dragnet. Uh, Is it a newer cop show? No, it's not a new, no. It's like a fifties cop show from the fifties. Yeah, and they always you're you're always naming when you're talking about the good cop. You're taught you n- normally name this oh, don't one know. character from a show,
1: and it has Don Knotts in it.
2: Maybe.
1: Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember the name of the show yeah.
0: though. I know what you're talking about now, yeah. Yeah. Don Nuts and the Mayberry was the town, right? Yeah. That was yeah. the name of the town. Yes. Of course we're gonna come up with all the details except for the name of the show. Nobody has at, to call at us. this point.
1: I wonder how many people put Annie that... Griffith. An- Andy Griffith. Annie Griffith. Yeah, yeah, Barney Fife. Yeah.
0: Barney Fife, I... Fife being the nice That was the stuff. sheriff, right? I wonder yeah, how her. many
1: people put that sticker on their car just so they don't get pulled over.
0: It doesn't work. <laughs>
1: You've tried it? No, I, uh, <laughs> that's I can't just what they, that.
0: no, that's just what they say uh-huh. is that, you know, it's so, it's become so popular to where the, the use of it, uh, is not going to get you out of anything.
2: I wonder what would happen if you took a picture of Don Knotts as Barney Fife and put that on the back of your car, what would happen?
0: I have no you idea. Well, officer, what <laughs> seems to be the
2: problem? <laughs>
0: I've never, I don't know if I've ever seen that show. How old are you
1: that you watched that? It
0: was on Nick at Night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, I don't know where we're going with all I've this. I've seen donuts and other
2: things, 3's company. I mean, come on.
0: Sure. So Let's get back around to the, yeah. the story. I wanted um, to
1: say just how common this is becoming. According to a Reuters article, 63 counties or municipalities in Illinois have passed some, fortif- some form of firearms sanctuary resolution. 25 of New Mexico's 33 counties in Oregon Voters in eight counties. See, again, these are the voters who are mm-hmm. doing this. Voters in eight counties approved Second Amendment prevention ordinances last November. Uh, and then I know, OK, so here we have in Washington. So there's
0: 102 counties in Illinois. So that's more than half of the counties.
1: Yeah. And I know it's over two dozen in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's a whole lot in North Carolina, so this is really, really getting a lot of momentum. I haven't seen in the articles anything clear that says who's organizing it. If they are, I know that they are speaking to each other. I have had a number of people told tell me that it is Joey Gibson of Patriot Prayer who is doing a lot of the organizing or facilitating. I don't know whether now isn't simply- Patriot
0: Prayer a group that sort of. Uh, responds to the antifas in the northwest
1: yes yes
0: so like a conservative conservative
1: uh, i'm sure they've made it onto spLC's list mm -hmm. but i mean so does everybody i'm surprised you're not on the list
0: i'm in an article about uh a state rep in new Uh hampshire there's a state rep who is kind of like one of those outside the system you don't need a driver's license to drive kind of state reps here in new hampshire he's a real character Uh his name is dick marple you ever want to see a uh, pretty entertaining video, as an attorney, you'll probably be amazed by it. Uh, he goes into a court in Concord, district court, and literally spends 20, 30 minutes shouting at the judge and doesn't get arrested for contempt. He doesn't, He you know, like he's totally into like a lot of the uh, conspiracy, like the courtroom conspiracy stuff. Like, have you heard the stuff like where if you don't cross the bar, then you haven't consented to the jurisdiction of the court have you ever heard of those no. theories as an attorney yeah so he he totally like buys into uh that kind of stuff and so it's it's fun to watch somebody actually try to put those theories into motion and mm-hmm. see what happens because i was there with a video <laughs> camera uh to record it and it's super entertaining i think that video's got over a half a million views wow. uh, on youtube at this point yeah
2: yeah have when to do show you, that to when, me when do you think they teach those things in law school that they no don't. One, that no one seems to know about. Right.
0: She didn't know about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All
1: <laughs> so, oh, the little secret stuff. Well, maybe I know it. I'm just pretending. Yeah. Well, no. The claim is the claim
0: is that the only some people know. Right. So like the higher ups Oh, so I'm not the, cool enough. The judges and you know those folks. You
2: haven't yet reached the seventh circle of the Illuminati that tells you about the fringe <laughs> of the
0: right. flag. You haven't been in, in uh, um, inducted. I guess into uh-huh. whatever. Whatever cult they're uh, they're talking about, but he's a real character, and I think SLPc or SCLP or whatever they are the SPLC, Southern po-
1: the Southern Poverty yeah. Law Center. They
0: wrote an article about Dick Marple, and I got to mention in that. So yeah. I guess technically I, I I am on that yeah, side. Yeah,
1: you're you're you are somebody yeah. if the SPLC
0: hates you. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> I made it. Uh, you got your hit piece. So some people obviously are upset about these sanctuary counties.
1: Well, because it's local people saying, you know what. We're just not going to follow your laws. They're saying it to their... their um, the legislature. The legislature, the state legislature. Say, you know what? We don't like it. And we're just not going to do it.
0: Great. I love it. I yeah. wish we had more of that. And maybe this will be the beginning of, of more of it, perhaps. I hope this isn't just a one-issue... Uh, you know, well, one off
1: right thing. Uh, you know you think well, the immigration sanctuaries have been around for a while, but I think years at least yeah. that's kind of the point they've been around since the 80s. oh really, so it took decades for that to gain acceptance. Mm. This uh, second amendment sanctuary movement is happening very, very much fast, faster, and I think that says a lot
0: all right, there's more on the way if you want to comment, you're welcome to join us uh, if you're in Washington or New Mexico or one of these places where this might be some controversy and you want to Weigh in, feel free. Our number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Coming up, Joe Biden on the way. It's Free Talk Live.
2: The Bitcoin.com wallet is a simple and powerful, full-featured wallet that allows you to send and receive Bitcoin, BTC, and Bitcoin Cash, BCH, with anyone, anywhere in the world. It supports both single and multi-signature wallets and is available in multiple languages. The Bitcoin.com wallet is available on Windows, Linux, Mac, Android, and iOS devices. Use the Bitcoin.com wallet to buy, send, store, and receive both Bitcoin, BTC, and Bitcoin Cash, BCH. Learn more at wallet.bitcoin.com. That's wallet.bitcoin.com.
0: It's Free Talk Live. You dial toll-free to join us right here. Our number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. Fest 2019 is coming up in less than three months, June 13th through the 18th. It's going to be at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. It's a great excuse to come and check out New Hampshire and see what it's like up here and see what it's most importantly like being around people who actually agree with you on a lot of stuff, like freedom, uh, the freedom to live your life how you want, whether you're into guns or pot or whatever it is <laughs> that your thing is, or both. Um, I suspect they will be in you know, available supply at uh, the uh, ForkFest. You go to forkfest.party to learn more about it. And again, it's June 13th through the 18th. A beautiful place to go. Rogers Campground is uh, spectacular. Laurel, have you ever been up there? I know you're newish no. to New Hampshire. Well, if you get the chance, get out there because it's a spectacular view and the people are, of course, even better. That's the real reason to go is to connect with the community that if you make the move here as part of the Uh, libertarian migration to new hampshire these will be your neighbors uh, in the future so it's a good excuse to meet your future neighbors if you're planning to move up here or if you're considering a move and you're not sure you're sitting on the fence this is a great excuse to uh, check out new hampshire and and see what all the buzz is about see if the you know the things that we've said about the amazing community of liberty-minded folks up here whether they call themselves libertarians or uh, anarchists or or voluntarists to see that they're real Well, just everybody
1: in New Hampshire has been fantastic. Oh, sure. If you move here, you will have nice neighbors. I promise. And you came from? Uh, I came from Philadelphia, so (laughs) the bar was pretty low. I have to admit.
0: Gotcha. (laughs) Uh, So check it out at Forkfest party. There's a Telegram chat and a and the Forkfest forum there. And by the way, the one thing that need you need to know is there are no tickets for Forkfest. There's no central committee. Uh, there's nobody who decides what's going to happen except for each individual so you get to decide you want to just come up and camp and hang out with other liberty-minded folks you can do that that's easy uh, do you want to create something for those campers to do do you want to you know put on a speaker series or a musical event or a poker game or a play I don't know whatever it is that you you know you feel like people would enjoy you can do that But you just have to figure out where and when. Your campsite, presumably. Although I think the campground will rent you the pavilion, you know, if you want to put something big on. That's up to you. Forkfest.party. Head on over there to learn more about it. Let's go to Matthew in Louisiana. You're on Free Talk Live. We've been talking about the Sanctuary Sheriff's. Uh, basically, these uh, sheriffs who have, and I guess in some cases with the approval of voters, basically uh, all of
1: them they're they are going to their local legislature. Really? The, okay. Yeah. So, I mean,
0: all I had before this was Sarah in New Mexico, who may not have had all the facts uh, present. Mm-hmm. She just made it sound like the sheriffs were just doing it, uh, which I'm fine with that, too. Like, it, you know, to me, it doesn't matter. If a sheriff says this law is unconstitutional, I'm not going to enforce it. I don't think they need the opinion of the voters mm-hmm. in that case. I think they should just be able to say, nope, not going to do it, you know, as a sort of a final check and balance on the this messed up system that we have. The more checks and balances on an out of control government uh, the better. Whether it be the voters who are a check or the jurors. Jury nullification of course is the mm-hmm. classic final check where if the cops are enforcing a bad law the jury can let somebody off of it by voting not guilty. But this, having a sheriff in there, prevents that from ever having to happen because then the law just won't be enforced in the first place. And if the voters don't like it they can just vote the sheriff out the next time around. So there's always Going to be a vote in the case of a sheriff. I don't think there are appointed sheriffs out there, are there? I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, Matthew, you're on Free Talk Live.
3: Um. So, Laurel, well, uh, uh, are you familiar with the, uh, the concept of incorporated rights?
1: Not off the top of my head. Why I'm don't not you refresh my memory.
3: Okay. Uh, according to Alan Gura, the Second Amendment Foundation, what these are are rights that are incorporated under the Fourteenth Amendment. They are granted to all citizens of the United States, and the Heller and the McDonald decision basically incorporated the right to own a firearm. Uh, Judge Thomas doesn't think they went far enough, but nonetheless, uh, that became an incorporated right. Now, the right to I- there is no right to immigrate to the United States. That is a privilege that. We, the United States, grant people under certain conditions, and that's why the sanctuary city policy is, uh, under the supremacy clause of the Constitution, somewhat problematic.
1: Yes, I mean you're describing why the immigration sanctuaries are different from the Second Amendment sanctuaries, and I and I think that what you're describing is an important distinction.
0: I'm not clear Quite. on on this. What are you saying about it, the? It's basically the that
1: this, the Second Amendment sanctuaries. We're talking about a constitutional right, whereas for the immigration sanctuaries— you have the right
0: to travel.
3: No, the That's right not the, to the right the to liberty,
0: life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And if the pursuit That's of not happiness,
3: that is actually that is actually in the Declaration of sure. Independence. Yeah. And believe me, I wish that they would pay more attention to the. Pursuit of happiness. But the federal government isn't
0: authorized to control immigration, only naturalization.
4: It's
1: inherent Uh, in sovereignty. It was the Supreme Court that said it's inherent in the uh, the sovereignty of the nation. Okay, but it's not constitutional. It's not described in the Constitution, no.
2: Also, happiness doesn't have an objective definition, so therefore the government determines what happiness is, and you have to be... Well, well, I'm determining what happiness is. Their standards.
0: I don't care what they think. The
2: Happiness Commission... (laughs) As in far fact. as I'm
0: concerned, if oh, a, God, a sheriff no, says he wants people to be able to be free to come, commission. if a sheriff says he wants people to be free to come into uh, that plot of land, and he's not going to assist the federal government in enforcing their stupid laws against those folks, I think that's a uh, that's a smart and heroic thing to do. Good for them.
3: Well, I, I am positive in the uh, them standing up for our right to keep and bear arms. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, how long how long this is going to last, and what the form this is going to take. I don't know, (laughs) but I'm also looking at uh, it was brought up yesterday uh, that in New Jersey, they still haven't confiscated a single magazine. The state police are still looking at the uh, politicians saying, uh, yeah, uh, and okay, we're still not going (laughs) to do So are the police (laughs) saying,
1: gee, we can't find any. Just can't. We're looking, but...
3: They're just saying, no, we're not going to do it. Uh-huh. We don't feel like turning ourselves into an absolute enemy of the people. Did they ban they magazines of a certain size Are or something? Are you
1: talking about bump stocks? No,
0: magazines. Okay. What did they ban, um, like 30-round <laughs> magazines or something like that? What did they do? Anything above 10. Okay, got it. Didn't California's <laughs> Supreme Court or the Ninth Circuit or something just uh, just, just overturn California's ban? On so, yeah.
3: 30... yes they did yeah they said uh no a magazine is in essence a firearm and i was like well that's kind of unique but i'll take
5: it huh
0: <laughs> well that's good news i guess anything well, else that's Matthew?
5: all i have for now thanks for yeah. the call appreciate thanks it for the
0: call. let's go to dave in new hampshire dave you're on free talk live our toll-free number by the way if you want to dial in to join us here it's 855-450-FREE 855-450-3733 dave go ahead
6: if I'd called you guys about this yesterday, you would have accused me of making an April Fool's joke. <laughs> I, I had to research this so closely yesterday to make sure it wasn't someone else's April Fool's joke yep. before making any calls about it. It's that crazy. What is it? So you uh, you're aware with you know what happened after Japanese Americans after they started registering them? Mm-hmm.
4: They, they up in his, yeah,
0: contest. they rounded them up and put them in camps. In uh, the nineteen yeah. what, early forties, during World War, was it late thirties, early forties, somewhere yeah. in that range? Early forties, yeah.
6: Of course, they, you know uh, they're trying to, you know, you want to get you to register your guns, which is, you know, also it's not very good for guns mm-hmm. uh, or for the people who own them. Well, guess what they're trying to register now with a bill uh, in New Hampshire? Oh no, what? You'll never guess. Disabled I... people.
1: Oh, you have to register disabled people.
0: And what's the purpose of that?
6: Now, not all disabled people, specifically deaf people. Why? Uh... Well, yeah, does it matter what the purpose is if they're trying to register you?
0: Well, it's creepy. I'm just wondering what the, you know, there's always an excuse for these things, and I'm wondering what the official line is. Right. Why do we need to have a deaf registry? Uh, hang on, Dave, if you uh, want to continue the discussion. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. Is it so they can put up those signs on the side of the road? You know, sometimes where you drive through a neighborhood and it's there's like a uh-huh. yellow sign, deaf child? Uh-huh. Deaf child uh, I, think those, I think that's what I've seen. Uh, the toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE, like freedom... This is Free Talk Live. We've got more coming up. It's Free Talk Live. You bring up whatever you want. Take control of the airwaves here. Our number is 855-450-FREE. Coming up, uh, the Joe Biden controversy. I don't think we've really discussed it here on Free Talk Live. And, Johnson, it's something you want to talk about tonight. Uh, It's Ian Laurel and Johnson in the studio with you. And, of course, you're invited to join us also on our Discord on-air call-in lines, which are open and available to you over at discord.lrn.fm. So head on over there and get interactive. Uh, We've got listeners in that chat room. There's a bunch of chat rooms on our Discord server uh, they're there 24 hours a day basically so check that out lots of the co-hosts including me we spend some time there as well uh, in fact i'm in there pretty much every day go to discord.lrn.fm but again the first four rooms that you'll see on the list are call in line rooms that'll allow you to sound almost like you're sitting here in the studio with us let's go back to your calls and thoughts dave is in new hampshire we we you were talking about some legislation that I guess uh, has been proposed. I don't know what its current status is. It's the first I've heard of it. Uh, where you're saying that the uh, people, some of the people in the legislature, would like to create a registry for was it all deaf people or just deaf children?
6: I looked at the bill. I haven't read any of the like the propaganda surrounding the bill very closely, but uh, it didn't. I didn't see anything in the bill that indicated you'd have to register. So that's a hmm. That's possibly a good thing. But I, like I so said, I could have missed that. Does Jeez, the bill missed. say
0: anything about its intentions? Like, what was the reason? Why did they want to do this?
6: No, bills normally don't say, because we need to fix this problem, here is the text. It doesn't work like that when you read a bill. Hmm. Uh, I was Sometimes they do.
0: Sometimes it it's like, like whereas, da, da 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 da, whereas, this and that. And they kind of lay it out. But uh, okay. so you're not clear on this. There's just somebody, some state no. rep wants to create a state run registry for deaf, uh, deaf people.
6: Yeah, it looked like two or maybe three Democrat state reps and it's House Bill 487. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I just don't know that much. But I think it, it gets a hearing tomorrow, the third. And if you go to NHLiberty.org, you can figure out how to how to email the reps if you live in New Hampshire.
0: Huh. So, I mean, you're just sort of opposing this on principle of, we don't need, the more registries that we have, uh, the worse off people are going to be, because whenever the government has information, they generally don't use it for people's benefit.
6: Well, uh, to know whether or not you should be against the government bill, you just need to know whether it costs money.
0: And every bill in New Hampshire is given a financial note as far as what those bills uh, would cost, and so it looks like this would cost on uh, approximately eighty thousand to ninety thousand dollars a year. Wow! Uh, to administer this particular program,
6: but this is the kind of thing you would normally think. You know, uh, this would put, you know, people would be a huge outcry. People would be coming out in droves to make sure they're not they're not being registered like the Japanese before the concentration camps. But I, so far, I haven't heard that much. I saw something on Liberty. Lock.com or libertyblock.org about it, but so far I haven't seen much outcry, so I'm trying to create a little.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's creepy. I am looking at the uh, the proposed law here, and it does say that physicians and other licensed or certified healthcare provi- provider who's qualified by training to make the diagnosis, who then makes the diagnosis, shall report all new cases of this diagnosis to the department in a form and manner prescribed by the commissioner. So it is a requirement upon the medical community, uh, doctors essentially, whoever like it is. Sounds like
1: a HIPAA violation. It's people's private medical information. Well,
0: it says the code shall not include the name or address of the person. Well, then uh, is it a registry? Oh, wait, no, never mind. No, it does say the uh, report shall be in writing and shall include the name and address of the person. It's just a code within the department, I guess, won't. So, yeah, this this could very well be a a HIPAA violation, Uh (laughs) (laughs) which may be a way to overturn this if it actually does get passed. Right, right? yeah. So, there you go, Dave. Thanks for the call tonight. That's Dave Ridley from RidleyReport.com. And uh, speak of the devil, here she is, Sarah in New Mexico. Hey,
1: Sarah. We were
0: just talking about you, Sarah, and this uh, sanctuary gun thing that you had actually turned us on to um several weeks ago she called about this she was all in a, a ah. flush she was flustered uh the sheriffs across new mexico have been refusing to enforce these new gun laws that they've passed there and uh sarah had you, had you heard I, I know you i don't know if you're listening live these days now that we're live in uh, albuquerque there but uh, did you hear that the there are other states where this is spread to
7: well the- the sanctuary uh, is a uh, part of a uh, like the rural. See you know, the rural they they're so they have to have guns to shoot down bears. They have wolves that attack the chicken cooch. Um, they and then uh, they have to hunt. So you aren't their, opposed uh, to
0: uh, rural people having guns?
7: Well, but I could under understand their point of view. Hmm. You know why they the, the limiting their access is. Uh, So actually, I I can understand why the rural people, those are the rural rural
1: sheriffs that are for the sanctuary. Well, isn't isn't most of New Mexico rural?
0: Yeah, 30 out of, uh, what was it, 29 or 30 out of the 30-something counties there? I mean,
1: really, let's be honest, even your cities are rural. Come on.
0: I mean Albuquerque's that's, not. That's,
7: that's what I'm talking about. Rural. We had this like the gun culture for the last hundred years here in New Mexico because the whole state was rural. Mm-hmm. The whole state was just a cow farm. I mean, there was no such thing as city. But now we've got problems because the cities are becoming populated. I mean, Albuquerque is more than
0: half a million in the, you know, the downtown
2: or metro or whatever. So that's that's pretty big. All I know is Bugs Bunny used to always make a wrong turn there. Right. It this sure this is
1: one of those differences of perspective, you know, living in New Hampshire versus, put down the blue meth. versus living in Philadelphia. <laughs> to me, half a million, ha. Huh.
0: But look, Sarah, um, so what you're saying is you can understand why people in rural areas need guns to defend against bears and wolves. But could you also see that maybe somebody in a city might need a gun to defend against a crackhead that's uh, crawling through their window with a machete in the middle of the night?
1: There's probably more people attacked by crackheads than people attacked by bears.
0: Most likely.
7: The, the thing about it is that it's it's the opposite way here. I feel like the more guns, that they'll use it against the homeowner. And the, the car thieves will shoot the people that come out. and
0: hmm. See, here's the thing the, you're missing, uh, Sarah. The- when people are criminals and they're willing to break the law because it's illegal to put a gun in your uh, face if you're sitting at a, a stop. You know, if you're sitting at a stoplight in a car as a driver, it's illegal to walk up and tell that person they got to get out of their car so that the person who wants the car can just steal it. Uh, that's called carjacking, and you know it's highly illegal. So whether that person has a knife in their hand or a gun in their hand or a taser or whatever weapon it is they've chosen, that person is already willing to break the law and risk felony charges to try to steal your car. So what makes you think that they're going to respect the other law that you want to see uh, enforced on guns? Why would a person who's willing to risk felony charges not acquire a gun— uh, to to take that risk? Uh,
7: you know what? I actually ca- called in about...
0: That's fine. You don't have to answer the question. Your silence is uh, is enough. Go ahead. What were you calling about tonight?
7: Yeah, I mean, you you know what? I actually called in about how I like Circle K, and Circle K was going to expand their stores, and you throw me this uh, calculus,
1: big, giant question.
7: Calculus question. question?
1: It's because you called yeah, about a, it before. Like, but what- well, Sarah, when I got here tonight, and I said that I said when I got here tonight, and I said that I wanted to talk about these uh, sanctuary cities for guns. They said, "Hey, Sarah called about that." So we yeah. were all hoping that you would call in so we could talk about it because you had brought it up before. You knew before they did, which is kind That's of right. impressive.
0: Yeah, she filled us in on this weeks before uh, you brought the story mm-hmm. to the table. So it's fine, Sarah. If you want to talk well, about Circle K, I mean, you know, I've actually been to one recently. They have them down in Mexico.
7: Well, the thing is, Circle K, they're expanding their store, and most of, uh, as we know, the most of the stores have been closing
1: all over the country. I didn't know like that. Uh,
0: did yeah, you guys and, know and Circle K's the, been closing their, uh, their stores? Yeah,
1: I grew up in South Jersey, and we didn't have it, so.
2: No
0: Circle K's down there? Nope. Okay.
2: Never really paid attention no, to Circle no. K. Circle Circle K's. Circle K's is kind of, like, unremarkable.
0: Expand. As far as convenience stores go, like they never had the Slurpee. All they had was the Big Gulp. I think Circle K originated the Big Gulp, if I'm not mistaken. They did about
1: have that. Bill and Ted's uh, Big Adventure because they mm-hmm. said strange things are afoot at the Circle K. Really? I haven't it, seen it, that it takes movie place in at years. Cir- at the Circle, you
0: know K. they're making a sequel, right? Okay.
1: No, no, no. Like,
7: they're expanding. <laughs>
1: they're expanding
7: their store. I oh, they're I'm expanding. The they're not K's. shutting yeah. down.
0: Wait, oh, you can't what what have it both ways. Are they shutting down or are they expanding? Because you said they were shutting down.
7: So I said that all the other businesses are, I said all the, all the, most of the other businesses are shutting down. They're expanding their uh, stores. That's oh, why I, I you, see. i making the point of it.
0: I misunderstood. So, I, I so what people. is it that the Circle K is doing right compared to other convenience stores?
7: Well, that's what I'm trying to figure out. What What is it about Circle K that they, they're
2: they hiring more people? It's a mystery that I don't know 24.
0: if we'll ever solve. Thanks for the call, sir. I
2: have one for Sarah. If the typical stopping distance of the vehicles are separated by the two-second rule, what is the flow rate R1 and what would be the maximum minimum flow rate required? To be uh, when it does occur.
0: Is this an actual calculus sequ- yeah. question? <laughs> 855-450 free like freedom. But it's that's
2: in her area of interest.
0: 855-450-3733 hour twos. Next you dial toll free and join us on Free Talk Live.
8: This is Michael Dean from the Freedom Fiends. I've run websites since 1996 and have used over a dozen web hosts in that time. hosting.com is the only one that hasn't broken my heart. Agorist Hosting's uptime and service is Stellar. And their DDoS mitigation is the best I've seen. That's important because if you tell the truth in this world, you'll ruffle feathers. And some people will try dirty tricks to silence your voice. No matter what the haters hit us with, Agorist Hosting keeps our websites online. If you have a mission-critical commercial presence or a world-changing activism site, you cannot tolerate any skullduggery. So go with agoristhosting.com. Have a WordPress or blog site, but you're not satisfied with performance or uptime? Or just want raw hosting? Want to pay with Bitcoin? Agrist Hosting specializes in high-performance hosting with personalized service. Go to agristhosting.com and click on the button that says Get Hosted. That's agristhosting.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves here. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Our number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. We do have the Discord on-air call-in-line rooms at discord.lrn.fm. So hop into one of those. You want to get on the air with us in the studio with you? It's Ian. I'm Laurel. And I am Johnson. I have to correct uh, my error. I was corrected by one of the chatters in the Discord server in the on-air now room. Apparently, the Big Gulp, I misremembered, is actually a 7-Eleven product, not uh, a a Circle K product, Uh, which is what we were discussing before because Sarah had called in saying that Circle K was expanding. And I was just openly commenting, like, are they even noteworthy for anything? Did they ever do anything that made them stand out amongst all the other convenience stores out there and i just i thought it was the big gulp but that was 7-eleven i do have
2: to mention something because i you know i google things when we're talking about stories and whatnot Mm -hmm. and uh while we were talking about that we made the joke about the uh you know the bugs bunny always making the wrong turn at albuquerque right so i just you know threw that phrase into google and found this amazingly you know ironically titled news story because you know how the goofy news always titles their stories titled this one wrong turn in albuquerque about Apparently in 2016, uh, hidden amongst shipments of carrots across the border from Mexico, Mm. uh, they were wrapping in like, it looks like some sort of maybe like orange electrical tape and, uh, and saran wrap. Uh, basically these carrot-shaped packages of marijuana hidden among, <laughs> you know, like tons of carrots. Every so wow. often, they would throw in these marijuana carrots. Right. I wonder and- what's in the avocados. And apparently, they at one point they stopped. Uh, you know, something like uh, over a ton of marijuana worth out of these carrot shipments so uh just i thought that was a pretty amazing story from the wow. summer of 2016
0: let's go to your calls and thoughts coming up you've got a story also johnson about joe biden creepy uncle joe some people are saying he's a, cr- a creep others are saying he's a creep but it's okay but it's okay mm-hmm. that he's uh he's creepy because he's, he's a democrat so it's fine Let's go to Robert. I don't know if it's Robert. It's R in Florida. R calling from Florida. You're on Free Talk Live, watching online on YouTube. Oh,
9: you guessed guessed my name, Ian, but let's say Reviler. Hello. Oh, that's actually your name? All right. Yeah, it actually is. I kind of dox myself. Look, I'm screwed up off whiskey, and I don't have much time. But I want to say, man, I gave you props. You're screwed up off what? Whiskey. Whiskey. Oh, okay. Jim Beam on it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, I'm like a, I'm like a southern biatch, you know? Look, man, um, I give you guys big props for being one of the few internet slash radio stations still around in 2019 that actually cares about anti-statism and differing points of view. For instance, what I want to talk about is the disgusting transgender destruction of our children with this garbage and the uh, garbage bags at the top of a certain tribe that we're not allowed to talk about the profit off of it, if I What pay. are
0: the uh, transgenders doing to destroy people? children
9: okay so what they're doing not all of them overall you have some good people like Ariadne and mezzo and some others for instance right but what you have overall is a colluded effort of those to try to subvert biology just like they've subverted race just like they've subverted nationalistic identity and they tell kids oh if you feel like a girl even at three years old that's fine be a girl as low iq browner scum are imported by elitist uh certain nosed bloodholes that we're not allowed to mention to destroy us and subvert us as white people and europeans that sounds
0: like some really paranoid garbage
9: <laughs> well it's really true mr ian i mean that's one thing with cantwell i'm not a big fan of his anymore either as you know but he is right about a lot of that and he was not a racist and raised in a very multicultural home just as i was as well sir
0: so you've become a racist is what you're saying because you believe it's the i right have thing become to do. a racist
9: I have become a racist because I've realized that people that look like you and me and a lot of us, Laurel, uh, Laurel uh, or whatever her name is, she seems like a nice girl. She can never spell her YouTube, so I can never find her freaking YouTube, which is annoying. Is, and Jonathan, Is it that hard I to jumped. spell
0: Laurel C. Scott? I think that's what it is, right? No, it's I uh, I didn't
9: know that.
1: Okay. Just, right, it, put, it? just put in there Laurel Immigration and you'll find it. Okay.
9: Oh, I'll, I'll find it. I'll find it. Look, I'll get off. But the point is that these people, listen, again, and I'm a gender queer individual myself. I'm the genderqueer Nazi, as you all know me, as, even though I'm not a socialist, right? The point is, why can people not just feel feminine or be feminine and express themselves without taking drugs, without uh, going on board along the clergy plan, without going on board along, oh, destroy whites? You know, why do they need surgery to mutilate their genitalia? That's all.
0: I there's a lot that you've just said then I don't really know where uh, where to start with it I mean if <laughs> if somebody wants to put drugs in their own body then who am I to say that uh, they're right or wrong about that
9: in my sectarian monarchist state, there could be a certain amount of blacks, a certain amount of transgenders, a certain amount of jays even allowed, right? But if they start to subvert and destroy people, as George Lincoln Rockwell, great man, said, then they need to be, uh, you know, maybe get the wood chipper treatment like the communist scum. Uh, but the point is, you, you could be genderqueer or gender variant without... Uh, Why would any of those people want alien. to go
0: into your community anyway? I mean, I don't it doesn't know. Know. It's it's sound like a real friendly place. place. Yeah. Oh, you cross well, no, the wrong person, and you end up in a wood chipper. That's that's lovely.
9: No, Ian, it's more than crossing the wrong person, darling. It's it's destroying. Well, didn't you say the, it was it a monarchy? Like, so
0: therefore, you would be in charge, right? Or some well, no, king? No, no,
9: not me. I, no, 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 yes, a king, king or a queen, some correct, king, god. Right?
0: You know that. So you cross the king, yes, sir, or one of the king's men, yes, sir. You go in the wood chipper. But
9: They have a council. But, they, but they'd have a council. Oh, that makes it all
0: them okay. Them it sounds the, council voted the, the council voted to throw you in the wood chipper, so it's fine.
9: Yeah, I guess it's a somewhat democratic thing on a small level, but you can't give low IQ scum the. De- Look, I, I love you guys, what you do. I'll what get do you here, have against right? low
0: IQ people? You know, the.
9: I haven't, okay, the world. there's less empathy with low IQ people as Charles Murray and them have uh, found as well, Mr. Ian. There are some good low IQ people out there like autistic and mentally challenged or what we would call retarded people who are very good people who are more useful than some of the scum on welfare, white or not. But you know what I don't like? I don't like seeing people that look like us and our parents and our family that took care of us and did well for us, all right, in the straight traditionalist cis lifestyle being destroyed by Zionist pieces of, of, of feces.
2: That's what I don't
0: like, sir. That was a lot. <laughs> he just hates so much. Of it's hard to unpack it all. At least you're Thanks very, for the call.
2: At least you're very confident in your worldview.
0: That much he is.
1: I was waving because <laughs> I thought he was signing off.
0: He is gone. <laughs> uh, the toll-free number is 855-4-FIT for now. 855-450-3733. But unfortunately, there are people like him in the world, uh, as confused as he appears to be, because he's got the strange viewpoint of being a racist and wanting to live in this racial whatever monarchy or whatever he had he would said there sectar what was it sectarian monarchy or something like that sectarian racist monarchy but yet he thinks that he's going to be fine even though he's gender queer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to he's going to avoid the wood chipper
2: to get very comfortable with that wood chipper
0: The uh, toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE. We continue, and we'll take your calls and thoughts about whatever you want. Johnson, uh, since we're talking about sexy things, let's talk about Joe Biden.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know that I'm going to have to agree with you on that. but uh, So the story here from Reason is uh, several women have accused uh, former President uh, Joe Biden, uh, a likely 2020 contender, Hmm. of inappropriate physical conduct. One of these women... Lucy Flores, a former candidate for Lieutenant Governor of Nevada,
0: presumably these are Democrat women, Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. writes that Biden smelled her hair and kissed her on the back of the head during a campaign stop in 2014. (laughs) Another woman, Amy Lapos, says Biden put his hands on her head and pulled her closer during a 2009 political fundraiser. He's very touchy. Yeah, well, but there's lots you, and baby.
1: lots of footage of him doing things exactly like that. Yeah,
2: you can just look up uh, creepy Joe Uncle Biden Joe. creepy pictures, uh-huh. you know, on Google Image Search, and
0: and doesn't he do it to like children as well? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. I
2: mean, there's a picture of him kissing like a little boy in the lips, and it's like what is what? going on here? I mean, there
0: are some families where that happens, yeah, but maybe. I'm some... suspecting
2: he wasn't a family member. I don't know if he was or not. It just is, you know, it's definitely Now, bizarre. if it's
1: somebody that you know, and you know that this is okay... Mark says he does that with you his you kid. Have, yeah, I mean, it's I a mean, family
2: member, there's no... no. Well,
1: everything that's there. going on. You know, if it's somebody that you know really, know, know really mm-hmm. well, and you know that this is the relationship you have, that's fine. But in a lot of the footage of him doing these types of things, these are women he doesn't know. He's meeting yeah, for the first time. Right, he's meeting for the first time. There's no way he could have gotten consent
2: right and there's a lot of you know pictures where it's like you can tell that the look on the person's face is like Uh, creeped
0: out creeped out We got more. You got uh, you can tell us about it coming up here. Yeah. Uh, Johnson 855-450 free. That's 855-450-3733. And this of course is one of the more amusing parts of the primaries where the Democrats, you know, and the Republicans attack one another. Uh, and so that's kind of fun to watch. 855-450 free. Like Freedom You can join us here. Your comments on Creepy Uncle Joe. It's Free Talk. It is Free Talk live. You can take control of the airwaves here. Bring up whatever is on your mind. Our number is 855 450 free, like freedom. That's 855 450 3733. We do have the Discord on air. Call in line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. Liberty.menu is for individuals who reject the initiation of force and who agree to abide by the ethics of of the non-aggression principle. If that describes you, then you ought to be over there, liberty.menu. It is basically a directory for events, businesses, and digital content creators, people who have a thing that they want other liberty-minded folks to know about. So if it's your business, you put your business up there, you show up on the map, other people who care about freedom can find you, and maybe you'll get some new business as a result of doing that. And it's free to do it, so you might as well be there. Uh, unless you don't want people to know that you care about freedom go to liberty.menu and you can get started there and again it's totally free if you got more than one business put more than one entry in it's it's free so liberty.menu and you can use code ftl not for a discount cuz again site's free uh, but that will get you a special free talk live listener badge on your user profile. It's liberty.menu. We are sharing with you, Johnson, you've got uh, some opinions, a story, or whatever it is on this Joe Biden creepy factor, which has kind of mm-hmm. been floating around for the last couple of years. I remember seeing, you know, here and there a report on Joe Biden being, you know, unusually creepy yeah. for a politician. he has been
1: creepy for a while, but it's really just people are talking about it more now.
0: I mean, I find all politicians to be gross and despicable. Um, <laughs> They're all very creepy yeah they're, they they're, want to run your life exactly and they so to
2: get very involved in personal aspects of your life
0: this guy's just you know being a little more intimate uh i guess than your typical politician feels comfortable doing and he's been caught on video and photo uh photographic evidence of him doing this for p- people of all ages uh he doesn't seem to discriminate in that way uh he's he's targeting elderly women he's targeting children Men? uh you know, apparently yeah the uh, cops <laughs>
4: <laughs> There's one of him
0: uh like gripping the knee or like putting his hand on the leg of a uh, a fairly large police officer sitting in a an audience and the cops like looking very confused possibly angry about and, and as well as the felt cop up. behind
2: him also like what is going on <laughs>
0: so uh go ahead johnson i'm not sure where we were with this or what story or sure sure
2: so uh it it says the the article here goes on let me make sure
0: and i I, just to go before you do that um what i was saying right before we went to break to break was this is part of the entertainment of the primary process not that i really pay too much attention but in talk radio we encounter some of the you know the primary drama here um i don't i don't like politicians we're i had a guy actually working here in the studio installing a new air conditioner because finally we've got the squealy old air conditioner <laughs> out of the studio which i should have done it a few years ago but finally got around to it and uh you know he'd never seen the studio before didn't know what was going on here and he asked if uh, if we'd interviewed any of the uh presidential candidates and i was like yeah, I don't want to talk to those scum, is basically well, what I
2: said to the guy. You had presidential candidate Daryl W. Perry on frequently. Well, he was a co-host
0: of the show, and and certainly that uh, wasn't what he meant. <laughs> yeah, um, but, uh, then That's we how actually,
2: you should have answered, though. You had Ron Paul on once, though, didn't you? We did, That's a long true. time yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah. Long
0: time ago. Was he
2: even a presidential candidate
1: at that point? He's I think he was. He's a couple of times, just maybe not at the time. I don't
0: know. I don't remember what year it was that we had him on, but uh, I did actually mention to him that we'd had Ron Paul on, because I'd explained to him that it's a libertarian show. And he actually kind of brightened up at that. So he was actually glad to hear that it was a libertarian show. Did you
2: ever interview Harry Brown?
0: Yes, um, but not on Free Talk Live. Oh, interesting. I interviewed Harry Brown on the local uh, radio stations that I was a disc jockey on. Right. Awesome. (laughs) I don't think I have a copy of it, though. That's the sad part. Oh. Yeah. Um, so anyway, the the entertainment of seeing these politicians eat each other alive. I just I enjoy seeing the state attack itself Um. because, you know, then they're spending their resources attacking each other rather than us. And so I do uh, I do enjoy that.
2: Maybe you could contact one of the stations in uh, Florida and see if they have it on a. You know, one of those cart tapes for the old cart machine. I don't think so.
0: (laughs) I think those are long gone. And no, I don't think I would have recorded it to a cart anyway. Those are short, short short-term things. Anyway, so um, you know, it's nice to see the politicians attacking one another. This is obviously something that his opponents can go after him on, and they're going to feel like they should because I've heard that the polls are showing, or that I I I haven't seen the poll, but I heard that he was leading a poll of Democrats. Is he really? At some point. So if he's the top dog, they're going to try their damnedest to take him down, right? Now,
1: Johnson, I think you said before that he's the one you would never vote for. Why is that? Um, It's not because he's creepy.
2: uh, No, it's because he's responsible for the Rave Act Mm. is one of the largest uh, reasons, Um, but he's been responsible for some other really, really awful laws.
0: The Rave Act, which came around in the early aughts that threatened uh, dance. Property
2: owners, uh, anyone who basically hosts any kind of a music festival. So if you're a landowner and you want to have a music festival like, say, Woodstock, on your private right. land they will take your land from you because there might be drugs present at your unsanctioned unregulated event and they will send in SWAT and i mean we there was there was this an event in ohio that we covered many 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 years ago where they they there's just video of them them just Beating on ravers, just they
0: had SWAT. Was it Ohio or the Utah rave? Oh was it Utah? Oh, well, maybe
2: it was Utah. The one that was outdoor where they
0: had the helicopter come in. Yeah, and- they had
2: helicopters come in and they had SWAT yeah, dropping out of Utah. helicopters to storm in and start like tear gassing and just beating the hell out of these like peaceful dancers. And we it was in the middle of rave. nowhere too.
0: Yeah. It was like they held it per- purposefully, right? Like in the mountains, out in the middle of Utah. And yeah, so you have people anybody. who
1: are tripping saying, "Do you see that? Do you see what I see? Is this <laughs> happening?"
0: It was real and horrible. Yeah, yeah we talked about that a long time ago on yeah, Free Talk Live. Yeah. That was back in the Florida days of this show. Yep, we, we talked about that.
2: Yeah, and there's there's some other things, but uh, yeah, that's, yeah, he's a bad that's man,
0: a bad yeah, bad man. Yeah,
4: very.
1: This is one of the down. There's so many downsides of politics, but this is one of them. Is that the impression a person gives? Things like is he creepy end up being more important than what are his policies? Right. But that's how it goes. That's how it works
2: people can't seem to pay attention to. Well, all of their policies are awful. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're
0: they're politicians. So all they argue over is how to control people and how to spend their money and extract obedience from them. But you'd like um,
1: Ron Paul, right?
0: That's And he's a politician. One exception to the rule. Ron Paul is So not
1: all one not out all of politicians.
0: Yeah, I I will make an exception for Ron Paul, but he's now gone. So Mm -hmm. the of the 535 that remain in uh, Washington D.C. What about his son Rand? They're awful, and he's nowhere near as good as as Ron Paul. He he's not even if you if you call Rand Paul a libertarian, he will rebuff you on it, and he will he will claim he's not a libertarian. Mm -hmm. Now there are some people who believe he's secretly an anarchist, but there's no
2: evidence for it. It's just what they want to believe about him. Yeah. So. Uh, To continue on here, uh, it says here that these and other accusations lend credence to the media character of Joe uh, Biden as creepy Uncle Joe, an idea the former Veep's critics on both the left and the right have been eager to popularize. The Me Too movement has made the public more attuned to sexual misconduct and warier about powerful men in government, media and entertainment who stand accused of wrongdoing. Biden's reputation as a man who is overly familiar with women could hurt his campaign for the presidency, though anyone who thinks this is guaranteed to doom him should be gently reminded that the current president is Donald Trump.
1: <laughs> yeah, but he's on the right. And, and you know, it's who are they going to run from within their own party?
0: Right. Well, it's still it's a good point, though. I mean, the information about Donald Trump and his uh, sexual proclivities mm-hmm. and uh, rudeness and such certainly came out during the campaign. Has been overcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: But they have a different base.
0: True, but I don't think most people are going to support openly the things that Biden or Trump were doing. No, they're not, not going to support They're just going to look us. past no. it right. is what they're going yes. to do. There's more coming up here. It's Free Talk
9: Live. Did you know you can legally exit the U.S. federal income tax system? Well, it's true. And thousands of American nationals are doing it. The 16th Amendment and the Internal Revenue Code are legal, but only in a limited jurisdiction. This is the basis behind the voluntary nature of the income tax. Learn the exit strategy provided by Congress. Find out more by visiting WeissParis.com and watch our numerous videos. That's W-E-I-S-S Paris
0: free talk live dial in toll free and bring up whatever you want our number is 855-450-free like freedom that's 855-450-3733 we've also got the discord on air call in line rooms you head over to discord.lrn.fm jump into any one of those there are four of the uh, rooms right at the top of the chat room list and we will see you in there join you and we'll give you a quick mic check make sure everything's working all right with you off the air and then we'll get you on with us. You'll sound almost like you're sitting in the studio with me, Ian.
2: I'm Laurel. And I'm Johnson.
0: Johnson is telling us about the latest on the creepy Joe Biden uh, controversy that is getting more attention now because he's been talking about it. And I don't think he's, he's officially thrown in his hat, at least not the last that I'd heard. Uh, but he's expected, as I understand it, to throw in uh, to the Democratic primary for president which means that the other candidates have a strong interest in targeting him. I think
1: he's too old, he's 76.
0: Well, wasn't Trump like 74 or something like that? No, Trump's pretty that. old too. There's no maximum age to yeah. to run for president. You just have to be at least 35 years old. Right. Trump's one of the old I believe Trump is one of the oldest presidents we've ever had if if I'm not mistaken on that. Feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. I'm looking uh, it up. The toll-free number here is 855-450-free. So, Johnson, what else do we need to know about this creeper?
2: So, you know, again, we mentioned the D- Donald Trump being president sort of thing and that this this kind of... Uh, Meaning that
0: voters can overlook
2: yeah, this sort of yeah, thing. Trump
1: yeah. is 72 right now, by the way.
2: Okay. So it says, at the same time, it's important to not mischaracterize matters. Some forms of Me Too advocacy has eroded careful distinctions, particularly on college campuses. For instance, one of the viral images most associated... With the creepy Uncle Joe headline is a picture of Joe Biden uh, rubbing the shoulders of Stephanie Carter while her husband, Ashton Carter, was sworn in as Secretary of Defense. But, as she explains in a recent Medium post, after the picture started making the rounds again, it does not depict a Me Too violation. Biden's contact with Carter was welcome and consensual. Carter had slipped and fallen on some ice just before the ceremony, ah. she writes, and the incident had left her shaken. By the time then-Vice President Biden had arrived, he could sense I was uncharacteristically nervous and quickly gave me a hug. In leaned, He leaned in to tell me, thank you for letting him do this, and kept his hands on my shoulders as a means of offering his support. But a still shot taken from the video misleadingly extracted from what was a longer moment between close friends sent out in a snarky tweet, came to be the lasting image of that day hmm in that context, Biden's touching of Carter wasn't inappropriate it uh, it wasn't inappropriate because the sole person with the authority to judge that Carter says that it wasn't true Carter's experience does not invalidate Floress or lapos who but, have
0: felt creeped out right
2: mm-hmm. but it should serve as a reminder not to lump together a bunch of unrelated or misleading moments when discussing Biden's fitness as a candidate. At the very least, the media should give Carter the final say on the 2015 photo and stop recycling it for creepy
8: Uncle Joe. If there was coverage. just
1: that one incident, then we'd say, "Okay, yeah. well they have they have their own relationship, and he knew that it was going to be okay." But there's just so many, so it does fit into it. it. Is it is still part of the pattern, even if on that occasion. It was consensual.
0: There's photographs yeah. that you uh linked me to an article, Johnson. Now to be clear, at Most least of one those of those are probably fake. At least one of these photos is uh is fake. Uh but uh, showing seventeen times Joe Biden acted like a total creep where he's sort of lurking over uh some young people, teenagers to children yeah. that uh, do not look like they want to be there. They yeah. don't they don't look particularly happy.
2: Lots of pictures uh, of him with kids. You
0: know? Yeah. Uh, by the way, I do uh, did pull a poll, uh, poll results from multiple polls. So Martin Consult, Harvard Harris, Kinepac, Fox News, Emerson, CNN. So six different polls conducted in March. So relatively recent polls uh, showing Joe Biden, the favorite of early, you know, people who've made a decision already. Right. Like, you know, uh-huh. if you were voting today, who would you vote for in the Democratic primary? Uh, Biden's got it pretty strong over most of the other candidates I think
1: that says a lot about the other candidates
0: maybe uh i mean that biden and <laughs> sanders have big name recognition compared to many of these other ones and, and it's biden at number one sanders at number two so uh the average they took it they took six polls and then averaged the numbers out uh, but just by the way Biden won all six mm-hmm. but uh, with, with exception of one of them where he tied Sanders but anyway the uh, average number 28.8% voting for Biden 21.8% Sanders the third place candidate is someone named Harris with a 9.8
2: Kamala okay
0: <laughs> first time I ever heard of her was you know this this primary it was. by the way Bernie Sanders way. is 77 yeah he's really old
1: yeah well he's a year
2: older than Biden okay is to be president for the insurance. <laughs>
0: I suspect he's already covered.
2: <laughs> Quite possibly.
0: Isn't he like a senator or something, yeah, like, something that? like that? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So where are we going now, Johnson?
2: That's what? pretty much it. That okay. just covers it. I mean, you know, and I think look out for that. But yeah, there's there's a lot to not like about uh, about creepy Uncle Joe.
0: So obviously, with whatever amount of publicity he's had about this, it hasn't stopped him from being the number one candidate. He's number one right now. Then that, that doesn't mean he will be in a year when the, the primaries and caucuses... Oh, he caucuses. probably
2: will be because he's the worst.
0: You think he's the worst of
2: all of them? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Really?
1: So you right. don't have a problem with Kamala Harris?
2: Or- I have problems with all of them. Yeah. I just think he's the worst. <laughs> Your thoughts are welcome.
0: Our toll free number is eight fifty five four fifty free. And I don't think they've had a single debate yet, so you know there's right. a long way to go here. People there's get plenty,
1: all there's going to be plenty of debates. Yeah, people happen. get all
0: riled up over these these people. And,
2: and, and I speak like that because I also thought that Hillary was the worst. So and then she, so wait, is she he worse Trump than Hillary,
0: or is Hillary worse than? I actually Biden? do
2: think that Hillary is worse than Biden, but mm-hmm. I, I thought that they went back. You know when the whole campaigns were going on. I knew that it's sort of like I've I've always had this kind of uh, sixth sense about who's going to take the front spot. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be Biden. Mm-hmm. I think because he's the worst, and I also thought that it would be Hillary because I thought Hillary was the worst. So they they took the you know and they they went on to take the front spot. And- I
1: wonder if for this election they'll do any of the debates live on YouTube on the internet. They already did. Did they do about- yeah, well, they did some? Well, they did some. Did they do debates on live on YouTube before or was it just uh, like um, town halls?
0: Um, I'm pretty sure they did some debates live. I think what happened maybe, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but if I recall correctly, they had some, the debates uh, were put live on YouTube because the way it was working was there was like a feed that the networks were able to kind of pick up. And so that feed went on YouTube, Uh basically, whoever it was that was producing the debate produced the uh, the video and then different right. networks were able to pick it up if i, I recall that I'd right i'd like Maybe to I see don't. them
1: go and do a debate on alternative media instead of mainstream media only
0: least, on alternative well media.
1: at least one doesn't mm-hmm. have to
0: be only who would who would host it
1: you know i i'm YouTube? not a big i'm not a big fan of is youtube
0: alternative media or is that mainstream that
1: well that's the platform that's not one of the i uh, it's not one of the alternative media like producers mm, it's not a content okay. creator
0: so well, that's not true youtube actually does have content that they create they have fair uh,
1: enough. They, they, i don't know if it YouTube was my roommate rewind. who was
0: showing me they've got uh this karate kid thing that uh-huh. they have. so like they brought back the cast from the karate kid movies and okay fair they, enough
1: but they're not alternative journalism
0: yeah i don't think they have a news wing right that's that's true Right. But they do they do put money into programs. So like the, the slow-mo guys, I don't know if you've ever seen them. They've got a great YouTube channel. I've
1: seen them. I didn't know YouTube was
0: They've They've partnered with YouTube. Oh, okay. So they didn't start with YouTube. But then YouTube came along and said, well, you guys are really popular, so we're going to give you some money to do some more stuff, basically. Uh-huh. We're going to pay you to produce more content.
1: That's the YouTube Red series, right?
0: Um, I don't think it was red. I think they just paid them to make more content. Maybe they put some of it on the the red thing, which is like the paid version of YouTube, yeah. as I understand it. Yeah. Uh, but if you go to the Slow Mo Guys channels, you can see they've, over the last year or so, they've put out a whole bunch of content where they teamed up with YouTube and got like bigger budgets and could do kind of like bigger Things and do more of them. So YouTube's the, definitely funding some some of the content that's on its platform. Slow
1: mo guys are yeah. fun to watch. I gotta say. Yeah, they got
0: a great <laughs> channel. Uh, so uh, the toll-, toll free number here eight fifty five four fifty free like freedom. The uh, since we're talking about Joe Biden, let's talk about porn uh, over in the <laughs> U- the UK. Where the did you porn hear about the? Their, yeah, they've got the new porn block thing where you have to like get a special pass in order to watch porn in the UK. Did you hear about this?
2: Uh, yeah. I've yeah. About
0: this. So apparently it's. They're starting this, and, well, people are upset and confused as a result of it. We'll uh, share that with you, and you can share your thoughts with us about whatever you want. 855-450-FREE. It's Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. You dial toll-free to join us here if you want to. The toll-free number is 855 450 free like freedom. 855 450 3733. We do have the Discord on air call online rooms, discord.lrn.fm. Join them over there. We'll get you on the air here with us. With you tonight, it's Ian.
2: I'm Laurel. And I'm Johnson.
0: As we continue with uh, your thoughts, welcome. To, uh, though I do want to thank Aaron, who is a Free Talk Live Platinum Amplifier which means Aaron is going way above and beyond the call of duty. We ask for 5 bucks a month. He's doing $25 a month, so thank you. Uh, At least $25. Uh, Thank you for that, Aaron. But if you want to join the AMP program, we'd appreciate it. It's a big help. It's one of those things that over the years, um, sadly, has actually dwindled downward. Uh, Unfortunately, the AMP program recently dropped below $2,000 a month. Uh, We'd love to get it back up to uh, to $3,000 because the more that we have on hand, the more that we can do to advertise, market, and promote Free Talk Live. Uh, so We've got just under 200 amplifiers, so those are the the elite people who really back up the show and they appreciate what we do here on Free Talk Live. They want to hear us on more radio stations if you want to. Uh, actually, we just this weekend uh, we had a guy visiting our studio. He's a mover to New Hampshire uh, who heard about Free Talk Live, heard of us for the first time on broadcast radio, and now he lives in New Hampshire. So we brought him in, it was actually because we had a progressive station that aired us in Ithaca, New York, which is where he's from. And so happened to hear us on the radio, heard us talking about liberty and freedom and New Hampshire, and he made the move here. And now he's now he's coming to hang out at Social Sundays with us on occasion uh, here in Keene, which is super cool. So there's no doubt we're reaching people with these ideas uh, through broadcast radio. And so if you think that's valuable, if you think it's worth you know the price of a cheeseburger or you know cup of coffee please go to amp.freetalklive.com it's five bucks a month you can use paypal you can use your credit card and if you got bitcoin btc you can use that to get signed up as well and you get some cool perks like access to the amp chat room on our discord server there's the amp only facebook group and other benefits as well so go to amp.freetalklive.com according to the independent at independent.co.uk frustrations uh, posted just a few days ago it is beginning to grow with the UK's new porn blocks, which will ban anyone from watching pornography in the UK until they have publicly proved themselves to be an adult. Controversial new ban has been worked on for more than a year, but it's continuing to be delayed as the government attempts to decide how exactly it should be implemented. Now, those arguing both for and against the ban have said they are irritated with the continuing mystery surrounding their its introduction the Department for Digital, Culture, Media, and Sport... That's a bureaucracy, apparently. Dismissed earlier reports, the measures would come into force on April 1st, saying a commencement date will be announced shortly. Rumors had swirled in recent weeks. The blocks would be imminent after a series of newspapers suggested the ban would be introduced on the 1st of April. But the date had never been confirmed and appears to have emerged amid complete confusion about when it would actually be introduced. Under the rules, adults will have to prove they are of age to view pornographic content. Using one of a number of options, such as an over-the-counter card that they can buy from a shop, or uploading ID documents online. Oh, so, awesome! Yeah, you remember the old days when you could actually just go online and look at pornography, uh, you know, without having to tell anybody who you were. Uh, now you may have to go into real life because you know it used to be way back when when they had porn stores. They still have them, I guess, but you know they were always like in kind of like the the uh industrial section of town yeah. and you know they, they Truck weren't stops the, I, don't, I don't know i never actually went into one of them but uh you as, can
1: see them when you're driving yeah
0: uh, well as a child i was very interested in these things you know we'd drive by them on the school bus and of course we all wanted to know what was going inside the uh, going on inside the you know the triple x uh, <laughs> building but you know the the doors are blacked out uh, the parking lots are around back so you know your wife doesn't see you going to the porn store or your boss doesn't see you going to the porn store that kind of thing you
1: know what's funny about this new rule that they're gonna you're gonna have to get a porn pass to do this is it might actually make the porn industry profitable again I've heard a number of I've seen this on MTV other places people in the porn industry say that the internet basically killed it because everybody was able to see everything for free
0: I don't believe that for a moment because they still have uh, a porn industry industry right like right people are still making it and i'm pretty sure they're not doing it for you know the fun, fun. <laughs> uh of doing it so like there's money being made i
1: wonder what it was like before though Is that Has it gone down?
0: Has the revenue gone down? I I doubt it. I don't think it has, but I've never looked closely at it. That's a good question. What is the porn revenue, the business of porn, its revenue today versus in the past? Mm -hmm. Uh, Because it's certainly more distributed now. Even though there's more of it that's free, it's easier to acquire now. Unless, of course, you're in the UK where they're going to try to make it more difficult. Um, So you may have to actually go to a store and purchase a product. So now everybody at the store... Is going to know that you're going to go online to uh, to look at pornography, right? Because it's right. the only reason that you would purchase this particular product, some sort of an ID uh, verification. Basically, can't
1: even say you're getting it as a gift for something.
0: <laughs> right? Else. Yeah, it's from my wife. So, <laughs> uh, so anyway, going on here. Uh, let's see. In 2018, digital digital minister Margot James said the UK could expect the age verification rules to be enforced by Easter of this year quote from an executive of a children's charity quote age verification measures urgently needed to help prevent children being exposed to harmful and inappropriate content need to be bought uh, or brought in as soon as possible now i wonder if this is going to apply to the free porn sites
2: so if you go to they can't the catch porn on Hub, this porn sites so i actually sent you a link on another uh... Uh, another article in regards to this that talks about all the reasons why this uh, porn block in the UK is one of the dumbest decisions ever and and giving the from wired reasons, yeah and how they're going to implement this and yeah that it just it's it's very very stupid
0: well oh, I would love to hear more about that we'll continue with your calls first though so we'll uh, talk more about the sure. porn maybe bl-
1: that's the delay they can't figure out how they're going to implement this how's it going to work <laughs> yeah
0: Let's go to David in San Francisco. You're on Free Talk Live, listening online. Go ahead, David. Oh, hi. Hi there.
1: Hey, you know,
5: uh, by by the way, can you tell me uh, I'm sitting in a car and it's pouring down rain. Can you hear it?
0: No, I cannot hear anything about that. So just you. Go ahead.
5: Good deal. Yeah. Well, um, I I don't know if you noticed it, but uh, Trump has decided to seal up the border. He's decided to...
1: I heard that he was thinking about it. Has he done it?
0: Um, Well, God knows. Okay, so what I heard this morning, hold on. What I heard this morning about this was that he was threatening to close the border if uh, some, you know, Congress or something didn't do what he wanted them to. Here's an update from the story Washington reporting, the AP reporting, this published just a few hours ago. Uh, President Donald Trump eased up today on his threats to shut the southern border this week as officials across his administration explored half measures that might satisfy his urge for action, like stopping only foot traffic at certain crossings. Facing a surge of Central American migrants trying to enter the U.S., Trump last week threatened to seal the border if Mexico did not immediately halt all illegal immigration into the U.S., a move that would have enormous economic consequences on both sides of the border. While Trump today did not back off the idea completely, he said he was pleased with the steps that Mexico had taken in recent days and renewed his calls for Congress to make changes he contends would solve the problem. So basically, what he said he was going to do and now seems to thankfully be backing down from was that he was going to close what? the border entirely if he didn't get his way. He basically, and the quote that I heard on the news this morning was pretty shocking, basically saying he didn't care about the economic consequences well, of the closing the border.
1: Con- honestly, they would be pretty minimal. I mean, we would what? feel it. What? It would, it would only be about Are one, you? it would be 25% of Mexico's GDP would be affected. It would be 1.4% of our GDP. GDP. Now that's Tell that not to nothing.
0: all the people who are importing products from
10: Mexico. That is
1: not nothing. 1.4% is not nothing. But compared to 25% For some people, it's their entire Mexico, business. But compared to the 25% with Mexico, they sprung into action, and that's why he's not going to do it.
0: Okay, but he shouldn't do it anyway well, because it's the wrong thing to do. <laughs> it's insane to cut off the supply But to the say that it would devastate
1: ac- our economy just isn't true.
0: It it's would devastate the economies of all the businesses that rely on products from Mexico and That'd trading with Mexico. But you are destroying those it's people's livelihood. That,
1: but to say
5: it's that the individuals that matter
0: everybody. here, not some number from a high level, you know, over oversee. Go ahead, David.
5: Well, it's not just that it would affect the business. It, if if say, for example, business. Well, spring, and
0: travel, and you know. Planning
5: it's planting season, mm-hmm. and for the last 150 years, Mexico has had people crossing the border to work the farms in America. Now, I've told you before that Donald Trump, as a real estate developer, knows how to steal land. If he cuts off the supply of workers to the farms, they're not going to get their crops in this year, and bam, he, Trump and his real estate buddies are going to be able to swoop in and buy a bunch of farmland at tax auction. Now, it's not just bad enough that he's doing it to the border, but he's also talking about cutting off Medicare,
1: which means that...
5: If well, if that would be a plus.
0: Him. I mean, if he could actually get rid of uh, government-funded health care, that would be incredible. Now I have Ian's attention. I don't, I don't believe <laughs> for a second that he would be uh, serious about that, because it would be incredibly politically unpopular. That's why I don't hear those people actually talking about it. Thanks, David.
2: Go to themorganreport.com and receive updates and insights you will not find anywhere else on the web you will discover how to grow and protect your wealth under all market conditions. The free Morgan Report provides interviews, webinars, question and answer sessions, plus mind-blowing videos. As David Morgan says, let my passion create your wealth. TheMorganReport.com. TheMorganReport.com.
0: It's Free Talk Live, launching into the third hour of the program. You're invited to join us here, as always. Uh, the toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. We've got the Discord on air, call-in-line rooms. Just go to discord.lrn.fm. You can join any one of those rooms. And we will join you in there, but if you're in the room, you ought to be listening to your Discord rather than to the stream. I know that's hard to do because like, if we pick up and you're not there and we're asking for you, then you're not going to get on. So you got you got to <laughs> kind of pay attention. Anyway, discord.lrn.fm. With you tonight, it's Ian.
2: I'm Laurel. And I'm Johnson. In the last hour,
0: we went into a story about the UK's porn block that uh, they are purportedly putting into effect they some people thought it was going to be April 1st, but it doesn't appear that it was <laughs> uh, It appears that there's some a large amount of confusion as to exactly. How this new uh, system is going to work? When we talked about it previously, there was discussion of uh, anybody who wanted to purchase porn or go to a porn site would have to verify that they are of age. Now, you know, the old way this used to be done on the internet was: well, if you have got a credit card, then obviously you're 18 years old, so just put your credit card information in, and we'll verify you. But of course, that doesn't mean that you know your son can't take your credit card out of your you know his mom's purse and then put all the information in, and mm-hmm. he's 18, right? Uh, so the UK wanted to go further than that requirement, and they've come up with some sort of system. Uh, it's not really clear exactly how it's going to work. Uh, Sounds like
1: they haven't come up with a system.
0: Well, they, they purported to, but it's not clear exactly what it was. They're, supposedly, you would go well, and buy an actual, like, proof that you're an, like, show proof to someone at a physical location. This,
2: this article I've got yeah. talks about how, how
0: it will work. Right. Okay.
2: Yeah, so, so you've
0: got something from Wired, yep. which is a good source for yeah. that.
2: So it asks, how will the UK porn block work? Well, and this is fresh,
0: by the way, within the last couple of weeks. This yep. is a new story.
2: So when you visit porn that uses age checks, the website will show a landing page that doesn't have any eighteen plus content on it. At present, some websites that host porn already have landing pages that ask users to click a button to say that they're over eighteen. However, Anyone can click these buttons, and there aren't any checks to confirm their age. Under the new regulation, websites will be required to adopt an age verification system. Now, just to be clear, not
0: every website's based in the UK, so the idea is if you want to be available in the UK as a porn site, you will have to put in one of these age verification systems. It, right. Or otherwise, they're going to block you because that's the only way they can do this is to have a nationwide blocking system to filter out
2: porn sites that are not compliant. Right. So it says the systems will require users to verify their email address and then their age using a variety of options such as SMS, credit card, passport, or or your driving license. Some systems will also offer a porn pass you can purchase from a local shop. It's a simple idea, and like many simple ideas, they come from simple people, I added that part. Um, It almost sounds plausible until you get into the details. Well, yeah, like
1: if you have a... A provider in the United States and somebody in the UK giving their driver's license number. How does the U.S. provider verify? So it?
0: they have systems. Uh, so there's there's online verification mm-hmm. systems that have you know the ability to scan licenses from across various different jurisdictions. That's really
4: terrifying.
0: If you go, oh, it's it's creepy. <laughs> oh, yeah, if it's... you go, the first place I saw these were, were actually on like Bitcoin exchanges. Uh-huh. So when you go and sign up for different Bitcoin exchanges, they have this like Orwellian identification verification check program that they've mm-hmm. that it's not the not the website that runs this thing uh-huh. it's a provider that they've contracted with that has whatever database access that they need to uh, you know verify that you are indeed laurel scott from you know new hampshire and uh-huh. that this is your license somehow they you just take a picture of your license and then take a picture of the backside. you upload it to this thing and this orwellian eyeball like spins and then it's you know either approves you or it doesn't so they
2: they figured that out. Wow. Well, Wired continues to say here, until you get into the details and then you start to realize that the porn block is one of the worst ideas ever invented. Mm. Let's count the ways. Oh, good. <laughs> First one, it won't work. Yeah, duh. Welcome are, to the internet. There are literally millions of porn websites unless you create some kind of government version of Facebook's nipple ban, which, to be clear, is a terrible idea. You're not going to catch all of them. What's more, because the UK is the only country in the world mad enough to introduce a porn block, anyone with a VPN, which can make it seem like you're in another country, can get around it. Now, you might say- Well, now, hold
0: on. They could try to uh, block VPNs.
2: Potentially, and that would also be ludicrous. Yeah. Yeah. But this says, now, you might say that doesn't matter as long as the porn block catches most people, it's still worth it. And this, presumably, is what the government is thinking.
0: Right, because anybody who is, uh, has the intent, right. anybody who wants to get around, especially a young person who was raised with the Internet, and unlike these you know old politicians who don't know a thing about it, uh, can easily find their way around any mm-hmm. kind of blocks...
2: So they say, although to be honest, it's not entirely clear what they're thinking. Mm. This is the kind of policy where crucial announcements like the fact that the original rollout was delayed from April 2018 until the end of 2018 or later. It's still not still rollout, waiting to get out a, a press release on the telecoms infrastructure on a Saturday with a tweet. And the trouble with this idea of catching most people is that it fails to take into account the unintended consequences, which brings us to problem number two. It will encourage illegal behavior. When you hire a bouncer to crack down on kids drinking in the local pub, you don't get a sudden rise in homework. You get a surge (laughs) in fake IDs and drinking in the park. That's
0: a great point.
2: The porn block will do the same thing online, pushing kids towards streaming sites, Mm. stuffed with malware, creepy subreddits, and places on the dark web that sell credit card details because it seems Mm. as if age verification system is going to use credit cards as its basis. It's a classic case of driving legal behavior underground, making it a whole lot dodgier than it was in the first place. To quote a recognized authority in this area, adults and some children maybe pushing towards using T O R Tor, the Onion Router, and related systems to avoid age verification where they right. could be exposed to illegal and extreme material that they otherwise would never would have come into contact with. The name of that authority, the government's own impact assessment. Mm. So I mean it's just kind of that it, yeah. That's so, a great
0: point. When you outlaw You're gonna thing, black market
2: it essentially yeah, right.
0: it makes it puts it in the black market. Now of course all porn won't be created in the black market it'll still be created in the you know the legal markets and wherever it's legal to make porn like in the u.s uh, California New Hampshire I believe are the two states uh, where it's legal to to produce pornography and uh, so you know we'll we'll still likely Not Nevada s- I have not heard Nevada is one of the states, but I've I've heard it's California, New Mexico, or huh. New Hampshire. So correct me if I'm wrong on that. That's not to say it isn't made in other places without permission, but it's not legal to do that uh, in those other places. But they're going to try their damnedest to do this blocking, and I think that one. And I don't know if they. I haven't read this article, Johnson. I don't know if they get to it. But in order to block the sites, they're going to have to have a blocked sites list. And that means that uh, that it, that list can expand. You know, it may start with just porn, but maybe it'll, it'll eventually expand to include, mm-hmm. you know, bomb making instructions or other things that the government doesn't want you to have access to. Right. So I I think that's one of the scariest aspects of this. Regardless of what how you feel about pornography, if you don't protect people's rights, the old free speech you know argument here. If you don't protect people's right to speech that you find unpleasant, then eventually the speech that you support may end up on the blocked list. So look out.
2: Kind of part of number uh, number three, which is this is a massive database of everyone's tastes in porn. Mm. The moment, unless you're a Facebook or uh, unless you're Facebook or Google, it's actually pretty hard to match up someone's real identity to their online behavior. Unless that is, you make people log into your site with their real name, real email address, and real credit card details, which is exactly what this legislation will force people to do. So this database is going to be massive. Remember when Ashley Madison was hacked? Mm. It had to pay 11 million in compensation to 33 million people. Pornhub, the world's most visited porn website, had 64 million visitors per day in mm-hmm. 2017, and the UK is its second biggest traffic driver.
0: So, if the UK is its second largest uh, client, as far as its customers are concerned, then that suggests Pornhub's going to follow these uh, these regulations. I wonder what they're saying about it. Uh, there's more coming up here in moments. You got more on the uh, the points of why this is a terrible idea. Uh, And we'll continue that in moments on Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. Dial, toll-free, bring up what you want. Our number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. We do have the uh, Discord on-air call in line rooms. You can join one of those and talk about whatever you want. Although we are discussing... A porn block that is purportedly being put into effect in the UK. Uh, And, you know, there are some serious problems with this. In fact, uh, Wired magazine is getting into some of the reasons why this is a terrible idea. Beyond the obvious freedom implications of, hey, it's, you know, supposed to be a free internet. You're supposed to be able to put whatever content you want online. And people should be able to voluntarily choose to download it if that's what they want to do. But these politicians love to use the children as their excuse mm. to try to control uh, what people do on the Internet. And of course, that's the basis of this claim is that there's porn on the Internet and it's bad and kids are on the Internet. And so, therefore, you need to buy a porn pass in order to be able to get access to porn if you're in the U.K. That's their proposal uh, these passes will be available apparently in physical form, but you can also go through one of these adult verification providers online to verify via some some means, purportedly credit card, passport, some sort of identification, because, you know, your kids couldn't possibly pull your passport or your credit card out of your <laughs> uh, your purse or desk drawer. That or would never
1: happen. No, they that would never do that. Incidentally, I double-checked, and the legality of shooting pornography has only been court tested in California and New Hampshire. That doesn't mean it's expressly. illegal Illegal. in other states. It's just that it's it only be, in these two states where we know it's okay.
0: Well, it may be illegal under like obscenity statutes or That's different Prostitution, interpretations. You're getting paid for sex, right?
1: So now that I've done a search on my computer, in what states can I shoot porn? I know. wonder what uh, algorithms will give me for advertising <laughs> based on my interests from here's my some, internet. Here's some search. video
0: cameras you yeah. can buy. <laughs> um, so I was curious about you know what's Pornhub going to do about this, Johnson? Because just to right. interrupt your your story on on Wired, I think we're on like point three or four. Uh, There is a a story from Vice.com's motherboard about how apparently India uh, apparently revived an order that blocked pornographic websites. The story here is that in 2015, the Indian government uh, ordered, which is according to this story, uh, Pornhub is number three. As far as their number three country is India. So you mentioned the UK is number two. India is their number three And uh, in 2015, Indian government ordered the country's internet service providers to block access to 857 websites that were found to host pornographic content, citing a threat to morality and decency. After an uproar on social media from citizens as well as confusion and resistance from the ISPs themselves, Mm. the Ministry of Electronics uh, (laughs) and IT reversed the order less than one week later. Uh, To get around the blocks, Pornhub set up a mirror website, a copy that replicates their existing site at Pornhub.net. So Pornhub wasn't just going to sit idly by and lose however many millions of users they had from India. They just... Put up a new URL.
1: And their new URL is almost identical to their other one. So That's right. their plan wasn't even that clever and no. it still worked. Yeah. <laughs> Which tells you that these lawmakers who are doing this just can't figure this internet stuff out.
0: Right. So let's go on, Johnson, with uh, you were sharing from wired.com some of yeah. the reasons why this is dumb, dumb so, stuff.
2: Dumb, dumb stuff. The the reason number four is the companies doing the checks. Government decided not to implement the porn block itself, but to leave it up to the industry. One company working on a solution is called MindGeek. It developed something called AgeID, basically a checkpoint for age. And for a fee, it's offering to sell this to other companies. Hmm. It expects to verify 25 million users in the first month. What MindGeek doesn't mention, literally anywhere on its website, is that the owner of the world's biggest porn sites, including Pornhub, YouPorn, and RedTube, yep, we're asking pornographers to protect you from porn. We're also giving MindGeek <laughs> uh, via its age ID system a free pass to collect everyone's information. According to age ID's privacy policy, this is limited to an email address and password, which are protected via a salted one-way hash. A previous version of the privacy policy, which MindGeek states can be updated at any time, mm. claimed that the company could collect names, addresses, date of birth, and browsing data. The, company's, uh, the sorry, the privacy implications are mind-boggling, especially since if MindGeek uses credit cards as the basis for AJD, you're requiring oh people boy. effectively to announce the fact that they are looking at porn to the credit card companies. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: yeah. Not to mention giving MindGeek a huge credit card database as well, which I'm sure they won't keep.
1: And as we know from <laughs> Operation Chokepoint... That uh, the financial industry has been used to um, decide the morals of other people
0: to target
2: certain yes. industries
1: to target certain certain industries and even certain individuals mm-hmm. at this point
2: so uh, number five here we've kind of already touched on, but the porn block risks censorship. After a great deal of yeah. indecision- It's guaranteed. The, yeah. At the start of 2018, it was confirmed that the British Board of Film Classification, the BBFC, would become the regulator for age oh. verification. This is the body that sets the age restrictions, PG-12-18- For movies. On films in the UK. Yeah. This is an odd decision because the BBFC is not a digital expert. <laughs> it's a 106-year-old censor established <laughs> to ensure films remained- free of indecorous dancing (laughs) references to controversial (laughs) politics and men and women in bed together oh my and this history is extremely relevant because it's not hard to see how the porn block could turn into something even more restrictive Mm -hmm. the government has form here Because in 2014, it passed a law banning a long, arbitrary, and frankly, sexist list of sexual acts for online films in the UK, including, well... Well, The list should be pretty interesting. (laughs) I don't know if you could say (laughs) that. I mean, there are clinical terms, but I'm just going to go ahead and skip this list for safety's sake. Thanks for that. Uh, The reason for these last... A list of sexual positions is what Uh, it is, right? Um... Now
0: I gotta like. Uh, <laughs> Can you beat around the bush, so to speak? Are we talking about sexual positions? That might that- be one of them. No, just
2: yeah. <laughs> um So something involving a closed hand. Oh dear. Um, something and, involving and sex organs. Yes. Something okay. involving the face. Okay. And it being see what used involving animals? as a seating device okay (laughs) and uh something that is typically attributed to males but is uh the product of a female in this case gotcha uh would be the three that were banned um the reason for the last two were given of course that they were life endangering Mm -hmm. (laughs) so uh the c-word censorship here gets thrown around a lot in debates online not always that sensibly and it's important to note that this list won't be in included in the porn block but it's worth thinking about not the, yet yeah not yet about the government's prudest distinction between acceptable and sex and unacceptable sex
0: anybody being, has, anybody who's ever looked at government and you know how state programs work should know by now that whenever a program a government program is created it never stays in its created it form this is a
2: a great quote as campaigner miles Jackson Jackman puts it Pornography is the canary in the coal mine of free speech. Right. It is the first freedom to die. If this assault on liberty is allowed to go unchallenged, other freedoms will fall as a consequence. Exactly. We got more on the way. Uh, a couple more points. One more point. All right.
0: On the way, you can share your thoughts too. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. you dial toll-free, bring up what you want here. Our number 855-450-FREE. Like Freedom, that's 855-450-3733. We do have the Discord on-air call-in-line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. In fact, we're going to go to uh, one of those here in just a moment. And with you in the studio tonight, it's Ian.
2: I'm Laurel. And I'm Johnson.
0: Don't forget, you can watch us on our Twitch channel over at twitch.lrn.fm. Uh, I had uh, Horn Solo in our Discord chat asking about the goal that we're trying to reach: tw- 75 viewers on Twitch. Not an easy, uh, easy thing to do, and uh, we're still relatively new. We've only been there for about a year, just just over a year, and we've got not quite 800 followers yet. So, I mean, basically that would be asking 10% of our followers to be watching constantly, and I think that's probably a little high, so we're going to have to... We got we got more growing to do before we can reach that goal. Uh, but he'd asked about like how often you have to have the 75. As I understand it, you have to basically have... 75 any old time you're streaming oh yeah or and maybe it's an average or something like that so maybe if we you know if it's we an hit
2: average a- it's an average viewership of 75 so you would have okay. to have
0: so we can have some streams that are like 100 or 300 or something and then maybe a lower streams that would push us up yeah because uh, sometimes like when you start a stream you don't have 75 right out the gate you start yeah. with eight you're gonna you know? you're
2: gonna probably need to be able to look over at that search box for the most part and see above 100 yeah to get for, there. for, it, right. for it to work yeah,
0: yeah. So, and so, and that's over a 30 day period, so it has to be sustained and it basically has to be anytime you're streaming. So if we stream it, you know, if I decide to get on and stream a video game at two in the morning, which every now and then I'll do, which very rarely, but I'll do it. Um, you know, it's going to be harder to pull 75 people in the middle of the night, for instance. So that actually, that restriction sort of discourages streaming in a way, right? Like, so if I know that game streams don't do as well as the talk show streams, then I'm less likely to do the
2: game streams Well, the idea behind it, I think, is that Twitch, first of all, if you're a partner, they're going to pay you, right? So they're looking for-
0: No, no, no. They pay you extra out of the subscription money. So what happens is when you get to Twitch affiliate, which is kind of the first tier of, you know, you're at the new level kind of thing. When you get to Twitch affiliate, you can then receive subscriptions to your channel. And that's where people will pay Twitch five bucks a month. Twitch removes the video ads that they play on the channel because normally when you first go and tune in, there's like a pre-roll that that plays. Mm. Uh, You will not see those ads as a subscriber, but Twitch keeps half of the subscription money. So the the channel gets half of it. It's a 50-50 split. If you get to the Twitch Partner level, I believe it goes from two dollars and fifty cents per five dollar subscription to three dollars or or three fifty or something like that. So there's a slight boost uh, in that. One of the other um, that's not to me the goal of that because again, if you want to help Free Talk Live amp the show, because then we'll get you know. 90% instead of you know, 50 because then only the credit card fee or the PayPal fee is what comes out of the AMP right. money. So if you're looking to maximize your support of the show, please go to amp.freetalklive.com. But being a Twitch partner also means you can get featured on their front page of their website. You
2: also get different higher quality video. Um, you get
0: more you get, transcoding options. Yep,
2: You get uh, access to uh, partner spotlights, meet and greets, partner panels, streamer zones, more offers uh, for sponsorships yeah. and different advertising and
0: it's not a guarantee once you hit that 75 then they assess you as to whether or not so it won't it won't happen right away it's not gonna be like we cross that 75 mark for 30 days and then all of a sudden we get the twitch partner then they take a look at you and they say oh well is this real like are they buying views do they actually have chatters chatting in the chat room sort of
1: like what happened when i first got monetized with youtube is Mm -hmm. i hit a thousand and i thought instantly i would get ads they said no when you hit a thousand then we review review you you. we'll get back to you in a month or two
0: yeah. So we're trying to hit that level. And so please follow our Twitch channel over at twitch.lrn.fm. We appreciate it. It's another way for you to, to listen to and to watch the show. And if you really want to go above and beyond the Call of Duty, then please leave a, a browser tab open to that channel 24-7. If you've got a computer that's on 24-7, just leave the tab open. Uh, if you don't have a computer that's on 24-7, if you you know got a laptop that you close down every now and then, if you want to leave a tab open there, it'll still help us a little bit. Because when you're there... They have some way of detecting that you're there, and that that helps, because then you'll be an additional viewer. And the more viewers we have, the higher our ranking will be on the talk shows category. And, I mean, like right now, we're sometimes in the top 15 on the talk shows, depending on the night. Um, but if we were, if we have 100 viewers or more, then we will more frequently be, like, in the top five, basically. So that means more people will find us, which means they'll find the ideas of freedom. So you can look at it as activism as well. So please go to twitch.lrn.fm. Let's go to Rob listening in Maine. we got one more point on the reasons why this U.K. porn block is a terrible idea from Wired. Uh, but, Rob, you're up first. Go ahead. Hi. Um, I
11: was just listening to your news feed about... Uh... The guy that was saying that there's no
0: Palestine. Who? who? Who was that? I'm sorry, what news feed was saying what about Palestine? Your news, your news feed. Who's is you? Saying that well, if, are you listening on the internet? Uh, yeah, on the internet. Via what means? Pardon me? How, how are you listening online? Um, On
11: uh, YouTube.
0: Okay. Yeah, I wasn't listening to the news, so I don't know what it was saying. So, what was the oh. claim?
11: I was saying that uh, uh, talking about anti-Semitic and how there there is no Palestine. I mean, that's it, a large contingent of people, you know, say that that uh, Palestinians are just that they have no claim to that land. Hmm. And uh, okay. I just I just wanted to bring up that like I remember um, uh, Shalamet uh, Alomi, She was on Democracy Now. She's an Israeli Knesset. Uh, a minister, and she says uh, that anti-Semitic. It's a trick that we always use it. <laughs> and see, not not all Jewish people are together on on this whole whole thing. But, well, that's uh, a shock. You mean, to...
0: are you telling me that people are individuals and they have different opinions about things?
11: Yeah, shocking. Even among Jewish people. Yeah. Uh, you know the. the well, that's what I keep trying is... to
0: explain to these racists. Uh, out there is that people are different just because somebody was born Jewish doesn't mean anything about Mm -hmm. them. It doesn't mean anything about what they believe or who they are as an individual and uh, racist. I don't know, man.
2: I'm 0.2 percent Jewish. Clearly, that means that I'm 0.2 percent chosen.
11: (laughs) Well, you know, the Ashkenazi Jews, uh, they're, they're not really—they uh, don't have a drop of King David's blood in them. They're not Hebrew at all. Oh, so they're you're you are South- crushing
2: my dreams right now. My whole <laughs> 2.2 percent, and I'm just—you're just saying the, it's not even—I don't even get 0.2 percent chosen. That's just mean, yeah, man. They, they're
11: from the South Caucus, like Georgia. That, it's Georgia right now. And uh, that's according to, like, a, a Benjamin Friedman. He's a Jewish historian. The, the, you know, he says that the word Jew didn't even come in, into existence until 1775, hmm. and there was even a DNA study done by Hebrew University back I don't know 20 years ago that the the, clo- the there's a close genetic connection between the Jews and the Kurds, not the Hebrews. So for them to call other people anti-Semitic is like it's it's absurd, you know.
4: And, so you're saying Jews aren't Jews. A,
11: Right. <laughs> yeah. Isn't isn't that kind of ironic? And then when you have like, I remember the uh, the chief uh, rabbi of Israel, uh, Yosef. He had the largest funeral in Israeli history back uh, 2012, 13, something like that. And he was going around saying that uh, non-Jews are donkeys created to serve the Jews and the Jews, I read in the Jerusalem Post itself that he said that the basic function of a goy which is us is to serve Jews like you know you talk about a Well a, it's not a, a surprise that some people kingdom. who
0: uh you know are ra- there's racists everywhere so there's racists who are like Chris Cantwell who chief are
11: Chief Rabbi who's a
0: racist I mean yeah. I mean there's, there's all it kinds of sounds racists. like a
1: very unusual minority opinion I've never ever heard any Jew say that ever
0: Oh, I've heard the uh, the white supremacists citing things like that. Uh-huh. So obviously there are people who are Jewish who believe those things mm-hmm. in the same way that there are extremist Muslims who believe in, you know, using violence against people. And there are extreme Christians who believe in some crazy crap. I mean, there's all kinds of lunatics out I, there.
2: I had an amusing thought that, to to bring up uh, that I had the other day. I was thinking, you know, a lot of people make the argument that something can't be racist unless it's institutionalized that the only kind of racism that actually exists is institutionalized racism right that then that's why you know people who are of a minority culture cannot be possibly Ridiculous. racist only whites can be racist and I was thinking well now that justice Smollett got off does that mean that now black people can be racist because that was definitely institutionalized racism for the fact that he was able to go free after doing what he did
0: Rob thanks for the call tonight uh, racism exists all over the place and it's despicable more coming up it's free talk live you are invited here to join us the toll-free number is 855-450-FREE like freedom that's 855-450-3733 you can get interactive online we do have a free talk live forum in which you can interact with other Free Talk Live listeners. Yeah, there's the Discord chat, and that's more popular. But the forum is different uh, because it's more organized. You know, you can organize by topic over time rather than in the immediacy of a chat room. So go to forum.freetalklive.com. You can explore that there. It's free, like so many of the features on our website. Once again, it's forum.freetalklive.com. Ian and Laurel and Johnson in the studio tonight. We still have one more on this list of reasons why the UK porn ban Uh, or porn lockout or whatever you want to call it uh, Mm. this proposal that they've got that's supposedly coming very soon to the uk is a terrible idea so hopefully we'll get to that but first we go to your calls and thoughts gene the christian anarchist starting things out here go ahead gene
12: hey uh yeah i'm gonna change gears here and talk about something that really interests me and i find it uh uh, an important topic for us to learn about so that we can defeat this uh, social engineering and brainwashing. And I see a lot of it because of my time that I spend in China and back here. And I was watching a, uh, somebody else who also spent uh, like 10 years in China talking about the same subject. And that is that the people in China, you can see this if you go there, uh, they have a different way of reacting and thinking than the people in the usa and Hmm. and, i don't don't want to get into a lot of details but i mean this is uh i can give you an example if you'd like Uh, is it
0: different better or different different or different worse
12: uh i don't know i don't think it's better but that's uh, you know i'm looking at it from my perspective
0: there's not a whole lot of thinkers in the united states either as far as the way people react to things
12: right and that's one of the things I do is I compare their brainwashing to our brainwashing. And it is important for us all to realize that there is brainwashing or social engineering going on every day. And we don't realize it because the, it's so subtle that we don't really pick up on it. And uh, you, you really see it when you go to another culture and you see their because then it's it's obvious. You see things mm. like. You know, in China, for instance, for years when I was going to China, they said, oh, don't put paper in the toilet. It won't go down the toilet, right. you know, <laughs> toilet paper, which makes no sense because, you know, if if fecal matter is going to go down that toilet, toilet paper is going to go down that toilet yeah. as long as you don't overload it. And so I always flushed it down and never had an issue. And for 25 years. But now they're trying to convince people in China to flush their paper because, you know, it's a filthy, disgusting thing to not flush your paper because it's going in a a, typically a trash can next to the toilet. It was the same
1: thing in Central America. Yeah,
12: -hmm. yeah, they do that too. Mm -hmm. So it's a a dumb idea. Uh, I don't know where it came from. It's
1: because they used to use newspaper and newspaper will clog your toilet.
12: Oh, my. And I I do think that's where it came from was newspaper. But I mean, nobody in China has used (laughs) newspaper or You know, ever since I've started going there 25 years ago.
0: Some people would say that's the appropriate use of a newspaper, but (laughs) it sounds a little uncomfortable. But
12: but the point is the social conditioning was there and it's been strong up until just recently. And now they're trying to convince everybody, oh, it's okay to do that now. Mm -hmm. The the, the plumbing didn't change. They have the same toilet. They -hmm. have the same plumbing lines. Nothing has changed except now they're trying to change the conditioning of the people. And that's just one example from China. Mm -hmm. I could give you a bunch of others, but uh, we're not here for that. So you're saying it's it's
0: difficult. It's not working. It's not an easy thing
12: to do. Right. And the point I'm trying to make is we have social conditioning here and we don't see it because just like the Chinese didn't see it about the toilet paper, Mm -hmm. we don't see it here because of the way it's snuck in on us. But we need to start to critically analyze things that were taught. And things that we hear, and a, a good place to start is the news media and the government, because they always lie. So you can pretty much count on not believing anything they say. So, you know, if, if they tell me the su- the sky is blue, I have to go out and look and make sure, you know, because I don't believe these guys. Well, Ian's ahead
1: of the game with that one. He never believes them. So
12: we're good there. <laughs> yes, Ian is doing very good in that regard. Um, I have... Um, I, I, and that's it. That's all I wanted to do is I just want to get people to realize that we have social conditioning in this country as well, and we need to try and break it. And the only way we're going to try the only way we're going to break it is by trying to educate ourselves. And one of the biggest things is taking the idea of liberty and using it in every single area of our life, because I believe that liberty is the way
4: mm.
12: to go with everything and everything that's not liberty is pretty much wrong. And that's a part of social conditioning so that people can have power over us.
0: Well, it is important to break social norms, I think. And uh, this can result in uh, some violence. This can result in people being very angry if you break certain social norms. And I think whenever you get the chance to do it, you ought to just because it shakes people to some extent, out of their slumber, it makes them, you know, like, whoa, what was it that you said? Like like the guy that, uh, the nice gentleman who was installing the air conditioner here, one of them uh, that, you know, came in, he was just, you know, trying to make conversation asking if I had uh, interviewed any of the presidential candidates because he was in a talk show studio, right? And my response was like something to the effect of, yeah, I would never want to talk to those people. <laughs> you know, just he wasn't expecting that response from a talk show host, right? Because a talk show host would normally be like all proud of the yes, I spoke with this guy over here and this guy over there, and I'm that important. And like, I'm not interested in in any one of these uh, politicians and what it is that they have to say. And then opening that discussion up kind of led to a a discussion about what Free Talk Live was about. Well, if we're not about uh, talking to politicians, which seems to be what most talk shows are all about, if you ever listen to talk radio, it's like, just name-dropping politicians and these talk show hosts just want to seem so important and so connected uh, with all of the political world whereas here uh, we're not interested in them in any way shape or form so that led to another discussion about you know what the show was about and I, I explained that it was libertarian and he had a very positive response uh, to that I don't think he was expecting that at all but you know we're here in New Hampshire where people tend to love freedom and so when you know he heard that the show was was actually in favor of freedom, uh, that was you know a, a pleasant exchange and encounter and uh, it was because i kind of you know broke the typical conversation of uh, of what was happening there or it could just simply be you know smoking pot in central square uh going topless as a, as a female i think it's important to break social norms to get conversations started and to get people out of their usual modes of thinking so i tend to agree with you and
12: on the, the other the other big area of social engineering and brainwashing, of course, is most religions. Mm -hmm. And this is one, as a Christian anarchist, I always try to talk to people who claim to be Christians. And I say, well, okay, why do we believe this? Why do we believe that? Is this really uh, as accurate as we think it is? You know, and I, I try to put these ideas in people. I don't confront people and I don't call them names and, you know, get in a big, mean argument. In fact, if the argument gets too heated, I just drop it and move on because at that point you're just wasting your breath. But if you can talk to people about it and say, well, why do we believe this? Mm. Why, what is that about this that you think is real? And what part do you think maybe isn't real? Because I've often talked to people about why do you think the Bible is 100% right? How in the world can that document have existed for as long as it has without having political influence
0: into those oh you blasphemous man (laughs) you're you're not making friends with that viewpoint i do get some problems with that (laughs) hey gene thanks for the call tonight good points appreciate hearing from you and if you want to join us here you can we're going to go to another one okay we got to turn that down because he's still listening to whatever it is he's listening to uh Mm -hmm. bad slave is on the line with us here on the discord server bad slave yeah i'm here go ahead you're on the air
3: well thank you uh Ian Laurel and uh, Johnson, I uh, I wanted to speak with Laurel again. Okay. Uh, again about the uh, uh, the nature of the New Hampshire Bar Association, as as well as all the other bars bar associations. All I right, guess, I'm going to tell you, you got about thirty seconds. You've got like less um,
0: than thirty seconds to make whatever point or question. Go ahead.
3: Really? Um, well, you know, I think that there ought to be competing accrediting organizations, just to use your word, Ian, uh, and, and as that, um, you know, because I think that the actual objectives of the Bar Association are not anywhere near producing justice.
0: Well, you can't really get a whole lot of good service out of a uh, monopolistic organization. Quick comments on that, Laurel? Uh,
1: I think I'm in favor of some sort of accreditation, but it doesn't have to be the way that it is now. Would you
0: like to see competition? Yes. Okay. There you go. You got some agreement there, Bad Slave. Thanks for the call. We'll see you tomorrow night. You can join us online. In the meantime, over at freetalklive.com, I'll share that article on our social media at uh, twitter.freetalklive.com and toot.freetalklive.com about the, uh, the UK porn band, so you can get the rest of that. We'll see you tomorrow.
10: All right, it's another edition of the Edgington Post Show. I am Mark Edge, here for Free Talk Live. Today I'm interviewing Jonathan Keim of CryptocurrencyWire.com. Jonathan, are you with me? Yes, I am. Hey, Jonathan, um, I was some, so we've recently done some work with you guys over there, and I, I thought you guys had such an interesting story. I just wanted to bring you on and talk about it a little bit.
13: Oh, good. Well, we love sharing our story.
10: Can you go ahead and tell me how you got into cryptocurrency originally?
13: Absolutely. So, you know, I remember when I first heard about it on Engadget, and I'm pretty sure it was the, the Mount Gox scandal that uh, uh, was going on at the time. <laughs> so, obviously, a lot of people heard about it. And I remember thinking, wow, people are spending all this money for a, a unique bit of software. You know, that was kind of the way my mind thought about it. Yep. And, you know, I, I didn't get the unique selling proposition. I, I didn't take the time to dig into it. I just had my thought and moved on. And then later, uh, someone did explain that to me. Unfortunately, that was mid 2017. Bitcoin was already at $2,000, and you know, going up every month. And so, I wasn't quite sure if I wanted to uh, chase that train because I'm very much more of a value-based person. You know, I, I like picking things up when no one else wants them. I, I don't follow hype, uh, especially being in the news business. I know what normally happens when you do. So, uh, with that all being said, um, the way that we got into crypto as a business was when we saw the similarities and and you know the, in a lot of ways, crypto is different than everything else, but in other ways, it's very similar to what we already know to be successful and helpful to the world and one of those things is stocks and the ability to trade equity and, and all the things that that unlocks for the business, for the investor, for the trader, you know it just it really allows economic development in a way that uh, would be possible otherwise. So, um, I really saw us as the perfect bridge of bringing crypto more mainstream, particularly because our audience is mostly micro cap and small cap traders. You know, they're willing to take risks, they're not uh, afraid of fluctuating values. And you almost have to overcome some of that uh, before people are even interested in, in getting involved in the space because they just, see it as a way to lose money otherwise, um, rather than seeing it more of a tool.
10: So what does cryptocurrency wire do? Great question.
13: So we really use news channels to get maximum exposure. And you know, news is very special uh, because not only is it you know, credible, it has a credible ring to it, but you know, news is where it usually all starts. You know, people don't get involved. Like, let's just talk about the iPod, for instance. You know, people didn't know they wanted an iPod until it was on the news. So, yeah, I never take, considered it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I didn't even myself. You know, it just all of a sudden hit me, you know, years later, how important news is because when you have something new, it's only new for a short amount of time. And that's when you can get the most percentage of people engaged, you know, per um, impression is when it's new and exciting so you want to maximize that moment and the way that we do that is not just through traditional news channels and you know public relations to help uh, independent coverage get kicked off like I know when we did your release with Uganda all the great things that you're doing there with a couple other major contributors to the project Um, I didn't know if you wanted to get in on on that news but you know bitcoin.com covered it and we're seeing more coverage as the days go on Um, That's important, but we also have our own media network through Investor Brand Network. There's 34 brands and counting. We're actually launching three more next week. And it's really a great way of of reaching out um, directly to audiences that are are looking for the latest news. And and by having our own writers and our own channels, we can make sure that there's impressions um, versus the traditional public relations on its own you're essentially begging journalists and, and hope they get you exposure. And if they don't like your story and um, you know, the truth is most of them won't because there's probably one journalist for every hundred stories out there. Right. Uh, so it, it's very hard to get that independent coverage. And, and we want to make sure that, you know, those that have an exciting story to tell and they're doing things right, they have a platform to get that news out when it's when it's fresh.
10: Yeah. So basically it's like a public relations company, but uh, what they do that's better than what I've seen from many public relations companies is, is that you guys write the story. And um, you were talking about the dearth of reporters out there. And, um, you know, I mean, if somebody's in the industry may not realize that that's true. But it's true. <laughs> there is a dearth of reporters out there. And those reporters, because there's so few of them and so much is expected of them, they like their stories written for them. And yeah. they picked up our story on raising $80,000 for the uh, orphanage in Uganda. And we got all over the place. Uh, it was quite a few uh, responses. I'm still getting things in my email box uh, You know, as Google looks on the Internet and finds uh, you know the words Free Talk Live or Mark Edge or Ian Free or whatever it is that they're looking for, I'm still getting updates on that. And it's been, you know, for us, it's been great. Now, you know, I I don't know what uh, quantifiably is going to come necessarily from a story, but, you know, it's a good thing.
13: Yeah, and, and, you know, another thing I'd like to touch on, you know, sometimes you don't have news, but you need to maintain engagement uh, with the news media, with the news junkies, and, and just the Internet at large. Obviously, Um, News indexes really well, and and we're tapped in directly with MarketWatch and International Business Times, Street Insider, uh, trying to think about some others on the financial end, uh, Reuters, Dow Jones. So, And even with brokers, um, with certain editorial distributions we do, uh, we can show up. Like, for instance, if someone is tracking Microsoft News, it would come in like official press release, and you can reach that very targeted audience. Um, but when you don't have news, you know, we still need to get articles out there. So that's where we use our syndication, uh, with those other channels to not only deliver information that someone may not have seen before, whether it's resurfacing prior press releases or something, um, off the website, or maybe a new market opportunity, something's happening in the market that, uh, makes a particular technology highly relevant. You know, we want to make sure to, you know, keep the person out there because, um, in a lot of ways, public relations is just marketing through news channels, and right. uh, we understand that. So knowing that it's, it's marketing, um, you, you have to maintain engagement. There's the rule of seven where you have to reach someone seven times before uh, they really will even consider reaching back to you. Obviously, that number can change uh, depending on the circumstance, but it holds pretty true, and, and you just don't get that with one press release one announcement or even one publication in Forbes.
10: Yeah, it's absolutely true. Um, you have to you have to get people, you know, have to touch them on multiple levels in order for them to respond. Now, uh, the cryptocurrency market has changed a bit in the last, say, year, maybe a bit more. Uh, probably last year you guys were busy with lots of ICOs that were coming out, and now we don't hear about those at all. How are some of the <laughs> things that have uh, changed along the way?
13: Yeah, well, you know, it's funny. Um when all those ICOs would approach us especially at the conferences, I had to keep telling them we can't work with you and they would say, well why are you even here <laughs> you know? And I, I totally understood that, that the difference is you know we've been in a regulated environment servicing um, publicly traded companies for the last 14 years and um, you know, we understand certain risks better than you know newcomers in the field um, but as far as your question, And what's changed? I I remember talking to Monty Munford, Uh, he works at, well, I guess he doesn't work there, Uh, he's a contributor at the Economist, BBC, Forbes, and and some other uh, recognizable publications, and uh, he explained to me why they just keep talking about Bitcoin and Ethereum all the time, and, you know, they were really afraid to cover anything else, Uh, they'd have to get special exceptions, um, you know, when it came to ICOs, they flat out couldn't even mention them, not even uh, it, it, you know, in a single word as a comparison or anything else while they're raising money.
4: Um,
13: so there were just different things like that that really held things back. So the mass um, you know, mainstream audience just didn't understand or even know about these other technologies because uh, the main channels they were listening to wouldn't cover them. But now we're seeing a lot of that changing, um, you know. With Ravencoin, what they're doing with Overstock, and, and there's other things going on. Um, I guess, in full disclosure, you know, I do hold some Ravencoin. I'm not, you know, trying to, you know, bring particular attention to that. The I only do reason too. why Okay. <laughs> well, I don't know if uh, you know. There's any disclaimer I need to add with that. Um, but you know, my my point is. You know, as publicly traded companies, and that's just the first example that comes to mind because I've been following it so closely. But you know, when you have Microsoft, you know, interacting with uh, the different technologies through their Azure platform, I know XYO, you know, they just um, got integrated with it, and then you got IBM working with Stellar. You know, just to provide some other examples.
10: Before you go on, I want to tell people yeah. if they want to hear the rest of this interview, go to archives dot freetalklive. dot com, uh, just search Keim, K E I M Archives. dot freetalklive. dot com.
13: Awesome. So yeah, I, I just wanted to, you know, okay. bring that out that now the news is, is a lot more open to talking about other types of blockchains than just the two main ones, right. which is very exciting for me.
10: Yeah, I like the idea that other things are being uh, brought through. Does that, uh, uh, that, that people are talking about them and that kind of things. Does that mean that you kind of think that uh, the altcoins might have some legs or are you uh, of the opinion that one should just stick with the, uh, the, the big ones?
13: Well, I really think it depends on the level of someone's understanding. Um, There's definitely a lot more risk. I I remember when I was first looking at Bitcoin and and learned about Dash and some of the others and how much better the technology was, uh, whether it was how fast a transaction goes through or private send or just different things. And, and of course, privacy is very important, especially when you're talking about an open ledger where they can see uh, the deposits coming in. For instance, if you are getting paid weekly, they could see how much money you're making um, or where you spent in the past. If you use um, a, an address that's publicly posted online or, or part of some database that someone has access to, so you know I got really, really excited about the altcoins. But you know, when it really comes down to it, I, I think you know as things progress uh, with mass adoption, if if you look at what ICE's um, Backed exchange is focusing on and, and some other really big players you know it usually hits Bitcoin and ethereum and it might be a few others but I think probably the safest route uh, if someone wanted a little bit more exposure um, and they they like the idea of a smaller market cap than something like Bitcoin, which is absolutely massive uh, compared to just about anything else is to you know work with exchanges like coinbase or Kraken or something where, if a coin is on there, it's gone through so much scrutiny. Um, But when you go uh, to even, I mean, Binance is a great platform, but they accept a lot of coins. And um, I think probably for most people, they should uh, look at the major exchanges. You know, Gemini is another one. Um, But regardless of what you get into, I mean, even Bitcoin itself is very risky. You know, I think about AOL, you know, they were, uh, the titan of yesterday, and they fell. And you know, we all know that Bitcoin doesn't necessarily have the best technology. It's more just the most robust network and and most adopted, and and that's really uh, what's putting it in the spotlight. Yeah,
10: it seems like that's the case. So, uh, for those that feel like they could benefit from what CryptocurrencyWire.com dot com does, how do what you know who who do you think those people are, and um, how do they get a hold of you?
13: Well, they could definitely go on the website. We're also on Twitter. Uh, pretty popular there. CryptoNet Wire is our handle there. Um, you know, definitely reach out. We have a bunch of different ways that you know we can work with you. Um, we also work with a lot of conference partners. Definitely check them out. It can be difficult to um, pick the right ones because of what is said online. That might not always be true. Uh, but we'd love to meet with you at any of the conferences that we're at. Um, but... Feel free to reach out. We're always open to new ideas.
10: Jonathan Keim, CryptocurrencyWire.com. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. Would you like to hang out with Penn Gillette? He's keynoting Freedom Fest this year. I, for one, am thrilled. Freedom Fest is the largest liberty-oriented gathering in the world. They take a Big Ten approach with libertarians, conservatives, liberals, anarchists, and just open-minded people mingling together to hear real debates, share real solutions, and converse freely. This year's theme is the Wild West, a time of liberty and opportunity, or a time of anarchy and violence. Maybe both. Go to freedomfest.com FTL and get your tickets now. Freedom FreedomFest.com slash FTL. Not convinced yet? Hey, I understand. It's a high-end event, even with coupon code FTLEB. Sure, you're likely to receive investment advice that'll make that sum seem paltry, but I have something special for you. Go to FreedomFest.com slash FTL, and you'll get the five best speeches from last year for free. Call it a test drive. Do yourself a favor and go to FreedomFest.com slash FTL. FreedomFest.com slash FTL. Use coupon code FTLEB for a discount.